and welcome to episode 347 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. Comic writer, reviewer, and furry enthusiast from Tribute Press, it's Mr. Tony Esmond. I tagged one of my um, tweets today with furry fandom, and it got loads of likes of um, people you, I don't know. I tell you what, the Pandora's <laughs> box that you have just opened, my friend. I know. Quite excited. Um, <laughs> but behave, because we have a guest. Yes. yes. Yes, joining us this week to talk comics and our topic, which should, should be a lot of fun, is the comic creator behind such titles as Spine Chillers and one of the greatest titles ever, I Cashed a Dead Man's Pension, it's Mr. Ben Clark. Hello, sir. Hello. Hey, Ben. Good to have you on, man. Hi, Ben. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I, I, love that. I love it when people say that, like, like this is an actual place where we all record in the same Yeah, it's nice space. to see you. Yeah, yeah. get dressed. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> do people think um like you know like when you see like uh like youtube podcasts as well and it's like people like sitting in a living room all surrounded by microphones and smiling know, and things yeah all yeah, those hollywood ones like where they're like oh where they're talking about like mattresses that are, that are sponsored and it always interrupts oh, yeah. the interview blue pinny or something yeah 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 do people think that we we all sit in the same room Speaking of which, do you, have you heard of Comic House? Yeah. <laughs> who, who are they, Tony? Uh, they're the uh, Netflix for comics. Dan knows all about it. Please carry on, Dan. <laughs> they're a, they're a comic <laughs> <laughs> see, see, see what happened there is we were about to do a sponsorship segue then, yeah. and Tony tried to derail it. And what happened was <laughs> I turned it back round on him, and he reversed it. All right, and they all listened. They were all here. They heard it. Let's, they let's heard you talk about trousers down. Yeah. Let's talk about an online comic app and read it that actually works. Oh, comic yes. This, very, very good, Dan. That's beautiful. And why? 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 Because you'll find out. In a Don't minute. let him bully you. Bully me. Don't let him do it. Be quiet, you. Um, thank you to Comic House, our lovely sponsor, for, for helping support the show. They are, of course, an indie comic marketplace. With a difference, they love indie comics like we do. And you do. Because you obviously must love indie comics because you're listening to this show. Otherwise... Why the hell would you listen to the nonsense that we talk on on a weekly basis? <laughs> um, but if you go to uh, comichouse.com, you see there's a huge selection of titles on their database. If you are a comic creator yourself, you can list your book on there. And you can also add your comic to the digital app, which more and more people need to skip on over to and join the service. It's basically not Netflix mm. comics, as Tony said. Only £3 a month, or I don't know what that would be in uh, in US dollars or things like that. But basically... eighteen. The eighteen dollars. <laughs> I don't know, do I? No, I my banker. It, it's well, probably the price of, of it's about four one. or five bucks in it. Yeah, like that. it's probably yeah. the price of one average um, digital comic, monthly comic, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. for that price, you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics by amazing creators that's being added to all the time. What great stuff is on there at the moment, Dan? We've got Zero Metal issue three, uh, Project New Wave volume one issue three commencement. And we've got Nevermind, Truthful Comics Edition, Volume 1, Issue 1. And I'm going to read the uh, synopsis of those two last ones because they're new on the cool. uh, the app. So we've got uh, Project New Way, Volume 1. Our team decided to cool off in a secret safe house while the commander smooths things over with the big military big wigs and explains why Project New Wave is so important. But there are many other powerful beings that roam the universe and two of them are about to collide with one another. And we've got uh, Nevermind, Truthful Comics Edition 1. 
uh, story synopsis, sometimes funny, sometimes depressing, always real. Never mind is a slice of life autobiographical uh, comic. Sometimes life gives you the craziest stories you simply can't make up. There you go. And they said that available to read. Yeah. They, they, they said that can't happen. That, that can't <laughs> be done. That can never be done. But it can be done. And you can, yep. you can read it on the Comic House app. Yes. Aren't you? Yes, you can indeed. And you can get a 14 day free trial. So to find out more, um, go to comichouse.com today and discover why. We're all on there. It's good. Yeah. And we like it. I mean, yeah. our, our comics are on there, as well as uh, lots of previous guests, no doubt future guests. And are your comics on there, Ben? They're not actually. I should get in. I should look yeah. into that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you've got a PDF, you can, you can just upload it, upload the details. Yeah, it's five minutes. Away you go. Yeah. 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 There you go. And then it'll probably turn up. You never know. It might turn up in the top 10. Ooh. Yeah, and people. I mean, when you're in the money. I mean, people yeah. say ah, I'm not. I'm not fussed about sales or numbers or whatever. Oh, I'm in the top ten. I, I did the same <laughs> earlier, didn't I? Yeah, I said you. Went, oh my god, why am I in the top ten? I got you're a bit paranoid. Somebody's discovered the filth yeah. I'm making. Yeah. Good thing about the Comic House website is you can look at for artists, characters, writers, country of origin, yeah, uh, oh, age wow. rating, yes, rating. And, and also so like, a good database system. Yeah, I like it, that. Lots of creators, yeah. you can add your profile pictures and like social media details and stuff. So basically, it shows up on the app. So if people like your comic, there's immediate links to find more because Pete and the Comic House guys, I know we make a joke of these ads, but they genuinely want, they love indie comics and they want more people to check out. All Pete's very interactive. If you ever have a problem, which I do all the time, yeah, um, he, he gets back to you really quickly. It's really good. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He can't help you with that problem, Tony, because he can, has. Has he? Yeah. Oh, I just looked up. He didn't catch it as well, did he? <laughs> I just uh, looked you up, Vince. You got 100% biodegradable six. The awesome comics uh, issues, obviously, Comic House six, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, you got oh, Samurai yeah. Slasher Volume Two, Stalkerville, Tales from Beyond Infinity Issue One. Yeah, you in that one? Yeah. The Grime yeah. Issue Two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Red out. Mask and Mars. All the, all the titles <laughs> all for this that. time I thought I did fuck all. The, the Spark <laughs> issue one, two, and you've got the Hawk Chronicles volume one issue yeah. one on there. So there more news on that soon. More news coming on that yes. one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, go to comichouse.com and, and check that out. Um, because right now, um, you know where you are with Comic House? Because before we get into our topic, uh, this this oh, week... for the last three minutes, anyone who works at Comicsology has just been cringing, waiting for it to come. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyone who listens to this show um, will know that we we have mentioned the switch over from Comicsology to Amazon and how that was going to. We, we were keeping an eye on it, and it was it happened a lot later than I thought it was going to. Yeah, um, but we always it's kind of like it. one of those. Switchovers in a relay race where they drop the fucking baton and it all goes <laughs> fucking pop. Yeah, yeah. Or like when someone steps on a on a landmine and goes, "Oh no, it's all right." Bang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because um, it switched over this week. It, it it was it became part of Amazon and um, it's all it's it's hit obviously something in comics hitting social media. What a surprise. Mm. Um, but it's upset. But this is a worthy, yeah, worthy subject to talk about. It's a it worthy actually subject is to talk about. To talk about. Well, now we're not going to um, go into a deep dive into it yet. And I know Ben, um, as you're saying, you've used Comicsology before. I use it a lot. Yeah, I just yeah. haven't been on this week. Actually, uh, I've never had the oh, chance. Yeah. So, um, do you uh, have a? Do you have like subscriptions and stuff on there, or do you literally just go 
did you go I just, week by week? And- yeah, I tend to just go on. If I, especially if I hear something like, uh, what was that thing you were talking about the other week, Vince? Uh, Visor Viking, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, that sounds good. I'll pop on Comixology and buy that. It's only a quid or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how I tend to use it, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. And and that's, yeah. that's kind of what I, I did. I only recently just decided to subscribe to just one or two titles. Um, and most of the time they were miniseries. So when I got the email from Comixology sort of saying, we won't be continuing your um, subscription when it switches over, I looked at the list and thought, well, all those series are finished anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, mm. But anyone who's listened to this show will know, especially myself, a lot of the time I'm mentioning, I picked this up on Comixology. For- yeah, I do it all the time. The thing is, yeah. if we're going to recommend something, we haven't. nothing's really lit our, our fuse that week. Mm. I, that's my first go-to. I go and look to see what I've missed on there, you know? Yeah. And I, I have absolutely loved just browsing the indie scene and, like, stepping away from... I mean, we on the social media, we did the the digital browse of the covers. You know, that... Yeah, you, yeah. Europe Comics. We didn't have yeah. Europe Comics yeah. if it wasn't yeah. them. Yeah. 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 There was loads of, you know, sales and stuff. And we're talking, like, Comicsology has just stopped. It has not. But it has now been sort of... Um, Merged in properly, fully into the Amazon banner, um, mm. which has changed things quite a bit. And um, teething troubles is an understatement. Do you think, Dan? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, my, <laughs> you could my, say that. My problem is the search facility. Yeah, you know, totally and bought. the one-stop shop kind of element of it. You know, I don't want it to. You know, because every time it comes up, it, you know, it seems to be adding in. Because I buy novels and you know, Blu-rays off Amazon. I buy my comics off Comicsology. So yeah, you know, yeah. just it, the recommends is all gone weird. And- it feels to me like uh, like a candle in the wind. No, um, yeah, <laughs> but it's all been I folded into like the the Amazon database, so you yes. can kind of search for stuff, and it brings up fucking everything. Like and and it just, feels like the. No, I just want to look for comics. Let's just push people to the Kindle. Let's just use the Kindle. You know. Um, and I've I've read comics on the Kindle reader reader before, like there was Comicsology originals and stuff, yeah. which you could get as part of the Kindle library, wasn't it? That whole library. Mm. Yeah, we talked um, about that a lot, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I tried it a couple of times and it it, it was good. Mm. But I still have my Comicsology sort of fix, and you know I got used to it. Obviously, when you get used to a thing and things change, there's the don't like this, this new, new bad. Um, but it feels like the the changeover has stuttered somewhat. Um, I'm still getting my head around it because. I just heard the chatter, and it's only in the past couple of days that I've looked at it. Just before we came, uh, we started recording. I thought I'd type in comicsology.co.uk, whatever the website was. It took me to the Amazon site, and when you're on there, I couldn't find my comics. I had to use the app to do it, which Tony told me. He said, oh, I can still find them on the app. So on the Comicsology app, you can still find your stuff, can't you, Tony? On the yeah, but you, phone app. Yeah, so if you bought it. Only yeah, you can't yeah, yeah, find yeah. it if you haven't bought it. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing they've absolutely fucked up, and I really don't know how they've done this. All the URLs that you use to link to your titles on Comixology are fucked. Now they're, they're broken links. Mm. They don't go anywhere. Yeah. So all your titles, everything you've mentioned in the past, like if you've kind of like got, say for instance, on a webcam like mine, and I keep on referring about, oh, you can buy this one on Comixology. Yeah. You, they're all broken. And like any business, if you if a bigger business bought out a smaller business, they, it would incorporate all those URLs as redirects to where you can buy that in their store. So like clients are just not clicking on links and they're dead. And like all those sales, you're missing all those sales. And for yeah. kind of like indie comic creators, you just 
you're trying to direct people to where they can buy your stuff mm. and that's fucking gone just because I don't know for an oversight. I really don't know. It, yeah. it really makes me think I should be backing up my purchases because some of them you can back up the DRM. Yeah. The DRM, it, yeah. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah I, I've done that before um, purely because of this show. Like when, when I've wanted to talk about a book rather than going commerce I've had that DRM PDF. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been able to reference and you know, I've still, I've still got those and, my library seems to be all there, but it's just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give the app a try, but I'll, I'll send them the guys before we start recording. I'm not sure I'm going to use Comixology anymore. I think I saw someone say on the internet, and I hear this, I've seen this say, seen, seen this said a few times, is you don't own the comics you buy from it. Comics no. There's, there's a technicality here. You don't own them. You don't have the rights to them now. No. You know, you, you, you're buying them for use on the app, but they can withdraw them. It's happened with the books. People have like bought books and then Amazon's lost the yeah. rights or whatever reason they just reached into your device and then you know you ain't got that anymore. Mm. Which yeah, is mad, worrying because like I always think of the kind of how can this be taken to extremes? Once if they start editing books for content that they yeah. find questionable, or you've got that book on your app that, that says something and then they change the content of it so it's kind of slightly more acceptable to for whatever reason. Or they pull yeah. books that they 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 don't want you reading, or you know you know what I mean. They take it to an extreme there, but yeah. it kind of oh yeah. If yeah, if no. if there's a kind of facility there, it can be abused, and it, as as we know, human nature fucking people do abuse it. Yeah. So what's what's your habits then, Ben? Are you are you like is that where you get your Wednesday haul? Do you do you get it from? Oh Wednesday yeah. I've, I mean, I don't tend to get to the comic shop these much these days you know i'm, mm, I'm yeah. at work all week i'm with my son all weekend yeah. uh, i went to just comic shops in newcastle so that's like a 50 mile round trip so right i read pretty Bloody much hell. everything digitally these days yeah. uh, apart apart from 2018 viz are the only is it obligatory for anyone in your area to read everyone has to read viz and have oh yeah you get yeah. you get given it as soon as you get to fifth year at school yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> the first time i ever saw viz was at school uh yeah well, it was still quite an underground thing then and um hmm. so, uh this lad in my class stewie uh his brother was quite a bit older than us and he'd, he'd be like have you heard about the viz <laughs> it's got it's it's like the beano but they say fuck and, and we're like you know and, uh, yeah it's but yeah I've been, I've been reading it ever since I'd, yeah I just I'd it. like to read viz on a guided view I bet it worked right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it would work yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it would, it there's would. so many panels on some pages aren't they mm. take you forever yeah. read it yeah, yeah. and um <clears throat> I haven't used I don't know what the guided view and stuff's like I've heard that it's still there some people Yeah it's still it. there yeah yeah um so at the, the functionality has changed so trying to come out of yeah. it and go back into another car is it's different yeah um mm. but yeah mostly um, still so obviously it, we <clears throat> will come back around to uh, to this i think once um you know i need to look in basically just to see that if i could still read my comics properly uh, yeah. <laughs> i mean fingers crossed just... it's like it's like never you should never buy the first version of a car yeah. should you you know, no, it's a bit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah or, or people get a new uh, computer games console and they're like, this is amazing. It can do everything. Give it six months because we have to fix all the bugs because we haven't, yeah. we, we've rushed it. Um, yeah. So, you know. Got a new girlfriend, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. It's made me laugh. It kind of <laughs> it just seems so well considered. Yeah. I can't work out the strategy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you think they've done that because of X, Y, and Z, but I just, I can't see any 
conceivable strategy for what they've done this as, for. As you know. a consumer of uh, the product from Comixology on the regs, at the moment, it's quite confusing. Um, but hopefully that will that will iron out in time. Um, from a career, we we will obviously keep an eye on it from creator's perspective and how it's been mm. for them. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with publishers. Um, considering, for instance, Marvel have their own app. Everyone's got their own app. Um, there, of course, there's the other, other places like the Shonen Jump, Jump app, which more and more people DC are app. getting yeah. the DC yeah. app. Um, I just think that it, they've just got to be careful with it. They've got to make sure they get it right. Um, because... I just think, think people just go to fucking piracy. There's oh, yeah, a big yeah. comic. Well, there's the, the big website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a big website, and you just go there and type in it's the 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 comic yeah. title you want, and then you got every single issue ever fucking made from yeah. it. Yeah, and it's right. just like I don't agree with that stuff, and I don't. No, it kind of. I honestly think using pirate services does affect the fucking bottom line of yeah. comic and, creators, and especially, but especially if you're an indie creator, and you know, oh yeah, every every purchase is is something. In, in some mm. small kind of way, um, yeah. So, so we're gonna keep I, I, on it. And I don't know how we've got to a situation as years gone by that fucking this hobby is harder and harder to fucking yeah keep up. Mind, yeah, yeah. It's just it's, well, it's, it's like it. it's like in computer games where they make it so hard to get hold of an old game. That sometimes piracy is the only way you can get it. You know yeah. why? You know all of these people are saying, "Here is my money. Please take it, so I can play it." whatever yeah. or read whatever you know it's all like we were talking about earlier it's all about accessibility and easiness yeah. I, 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 mean, I don't know whether it's true but i read once that like music piracy went down massively when it became much more easy to just buy us buy an album yeah. so quickly yeah. and cheaply and have it on your device within seconds yeah, yeah. it's the old bono the... Beyond bono quote isn't it when someone said home home taping is killing music and he said no just shit music is killing music <laughs> <laughs> that's some bono yeah no, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, if you wanted yeah. to get you know i want to get the, the newest issue of amazing spider-man that comes out on wednesday where does joe public do that you know where, where does joe public yeah. do that you know what two shops in central london you know it's like in the you know the biggest city in you know pretty much the biggest city in europe there's yeah. two shops you have to go to one of them you have to both of them you have to go into the basement yeah. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. Let's not even it online. If you're talking about the north of east, east of England, there's only two shops in the whole area where you can buy the new issue <laughs> yeah, of Amazing Spider-Man. And this is yeah. even factoring in the fucking the Kickstarter stuff. We won't go into yeah. that, but it's like, yeah. oh, there's another yeah. fucking avenue. <laughs> yeah. 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 People seem why, to be detonating. Yeah. And obviously, with obviously the pandemic that happened over the past two years, everything that's been happening. That you know, God bless the the you indie comic shop owners out there. Who are fighting the yeah. good fight and doing yeah, what, you, exactly, what you can? Exactly. Yeah. Because um, we love, we flipping love you all. Um, Get your comic on uh, Comic House. That's what I said. <laughs> Look at that. That was the longest advert we've ever done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take uh, note, P. That was a twenty-minute advert. Because... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it's interesting times. And uh, once again, comics are going to be the comics landscape is going to be very interesting over the next twelve months. Hmm. As it always yeah. is, but hopefully there it will be full of uh, fantastic comics. Yeah. Unfortunately, we live in interesting out. times. I mean, if not, we could always hop in the Delor- Delorean, couldn't we, and just pop back to a here we go a, a time yeah. when um, nice. 
when comics yeah. when, when comics made you know made us happy and uh, they were affordable <laughs> um, and, available uh, affordable yeah, good yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean now now more than ever we really need time travel to be a thing and that's why we're talking about it this week that's our topic <laughs> So we desperately want it, so we thought we'd talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's quite strange. I mean, this sort of popped into my head as a possible topic because I thought it's such a major. It's one of the major storytelling tropes and narratives. Yeah. Um, Hmm. And and we haven't really had a focused discussion. We've certainly talked about books that are about like people going back in time or changing this, that, and the other. I thought, all right, let's have a little. Let's have a little sort of focus chat about it. And we've got some. uh, Tony's got a question for us. We've yep. we we put a shout out on the social media, and you lovely people out there responded, um, and we got quite a lot of responses. So it says it all about time. We got responses out. from people I've never heard of, which is quite no, unusual. No. And you know, you are listeners, like, hello, hello. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, time travel. Now it's an interesting one. Um, it's got its pros and cons, hasn't it? Um, and certainly with we're going to try and stick to comics here um, because obviously you've got yeah. the movies you've got obviously there's uh, the old doctor and things like that but when you're dealing with like images on a screen and that sort of narrative it's very different from the sequential medium so how can how can you get the whole time travel thing to work for comics you have to think about it slightly differently don't you surely then then just sort of like i mean we always harp on those people are like i wrote a film script and it didn't get made so i'm going to turn it into a comic surely if you've written a time travel movie script that's going to be difficult to turn into a comic because it doesn't work the same does it the medium's just very different do you know very what I mean? different yeah i understand i think i think it, i think it opens up as a medium for stuff that is perhaps a bit more sort of pulpy you know when yeah. you st- you look at stuff like travels back in time to fight dinosaurs, you know, or flesh mm-hmm. or yeah. um, what was the Corbin one? Um, ripping time. Was it? Is that right? I just remember the Corbin one. Yeah. Ripping yeah. time. Yeah. So, they, they, you know, traveling back and fighting dinosaurs is, is just visually fine for comics. Do you know what I mean? Fucking awesome. Yeah. But I, I think when you get into the, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Isn't it? Yeah. But I think when you get into something like Groundhog Day, comics uh, become a little bit of a yawn fest for me. Yeah. 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 You That's know, not, sort of two yeah, it's not sides. kind of forte. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think it's obviously it's a very tricky sort of medium as well. I think definitely for ongoing uh, comics, I think if you're doing a mini series or like you know standalone, you nothing to do with any sort of major character, you can get away with the um, the plot holes because time travel is nothing but plot holes a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah, Let's head scratching in it. It's yeah. head scratching and like, oh well, those two people are interacting; they wouldn't be able to do that. Um, you, it's like science. It's it's like great science fiction. You have to make up your own rules for for some of it, surely. Um, and you can because time travel doesn't exist. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> let's just put you... that out there. I want to put <laughs> that it... out there. Time, tra- you can't time travel. And if, in theoretically, it will never exist because nobody's yeah. actually come from the you know from the future yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of just need uh, the internal logic, didn't you? Of it working. This is how the rules work in this story. Uh, yeah, you got to set out your law, haven't you? you sort of, and then yeah, you got to stick with that law. Yeah, because it lends um, itself to a lot of sort of very hard sci-fi, doesn't it? You know, yes. You know, oh, you, yeah. you go back in time and step on a butterfly, and there's all that sort of thing going on, isn't there? You know, sort of 
hard ideas sci-fi, which doesn't always work for comics. I find sometimes. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a sort of it's a concept that can work across all sort of um mediums and sort of narratives. Um, you know, ever since uh, Jules, it's Jules Verne, isn't it? I wanted to say it, but Time Machine, Machine. Time Machine, H.G. Wells, H.G. Wells, yeah. Jules Verne did Around the World, Nate, uh, Around the World, Nate, yeah, Voice uh, the Bomb, yeah, yeah, all of that shit. Voice the Bomb, I was thinking of the old films we used to watch when I was a kid. You know, like, you know, who was in um, who was in the Time Machine? Who was the actress who was in the modern version? Of it? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Samantha Mumba. Hey, <laughs> probably still would. Good. That's a thought bubble call back there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, but so, <laughs> that's don't throw me. Yeah, but now let's just start with this. What do you? Because I think we've all got everyone's got an opinion on time travel. If you say you don't, you're fucking lying. Uh, um, what do you like and not like about time travel stories in comics? Let's start with Ben. Yeah, what's what's sort of favourite ones, stuff like that? Mm. Well, what you were talking about just there, Vince, about how it needs to have its own set of internal rules. Mm. I think it needs to work on on an emotional level, on a human level. Yeah. Like the classic example, you know, I would I was a big fan of the Terminator when I was younger. Uh, these days, not so much, uh, but um, <laughs> if you know, if Kyle Reese was coming back to help this modern day world or 1984 world uh, because something terrible happened to his world in another parallel timeline or a parallel world. No, he has to be coming back to save his future. It has to work. Right. Okay. So that's Jeopardy. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, like if you watch something like uh, what's that film called? Primer where you, you bet you really need a flow chart to, to understand <laughs> what the fuck's going on, you know. Mm. Um, that's the sort of stuff I really like. like. Yeah, yes. yeah, there's simplicity to the Terminator. Like James Cameron could have been like, let's break a let's break down time travel. It's like, no, he's gone back in time to stop this, and he has yeah. to. Yeah, he knows he's never coming back, he's yeah. doing it for the people that he loves to save them. Yeah, that, that's what. That's what mm. really works in the time travel story for me. I do um, like, does it? I sorry, like go on, you, Tony. So I like the fact that you can't time travel with your clothes on. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. would you? <laughs> well, it kind of strips anything, any ability to sort of bring laser guns through, doesn't it, or anything like that? Yeah. It's got to yeah, be, like, be surrounded flesh. In some of the some of the Dark Horse comics, they like have uh, stuff surgically implanted into them before they come back and yes, things like that. True. You know. There's, they, they played with all. They played with those ideas. Lords, uh, Terminator versus Robocop, the films like that, did. wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, that's what I like. It doesn't even have to be a technological story. I mean, there's loads of examples of supernatural uh, time travel, you know, mm. and uh, like my favorite TV series, Dark Shadows. There's like, it basically imagine if Hammer Horror. Uh, got the contract to make neighbours. Yeah, that, that's what it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like there's like three massive time travel stories, and it's all because of witchcraft and things like that. They did know. a comic of that as well, didn't they? Yeah, there's been Dyn- a few. Dynamite there's, uh, did some, didn't they? Yeah. Dynamite have done some recently. It had a quite a long run in the sixties and seventies from Gold Key. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And big uh, uh, big finish had done audio plays of it, haven't they? Yeah, they've uh, for 
for a program that finished in 1971, surprisingly, a lot of the cast is still alive, you know. So, um, right, okay. They've, uh, they've done loads of uh, like sequel stories and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. I must give um, that a go. Yeah. Uh, all 1,225 episodes are on Amazon Prime if you got it. Fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched yeah. them all during lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, they're, they're like... Um, it looked like they recorded live almost, you know. They yeah. were recorded live, yeah. Uh, some of the... Some of the... Uh, some of the bloopers and stuff are absolutely brilliant. Like, there's one where literally the set catches fire and you can see the, sm- <laughs> the smoke from the fire extinguishers in the background and you can hear it and the actors are, like, <laughs> looking at each other like, oh, my God. But they just had to keep going because, like... A- couldn't edit it you know there was no editing yeah. technology or anything uh but uh, sorry to derail it with no, that's fine that's fine yeah no, 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 like, yeah, yeah. i bought some of the dynamite books yeah yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 um but but yeah, I, time I'm, travel they can use they're using loads of different series though don't they obviously that's just one facet of that series but it uh, time travel it is almost like a go-to and we've seen it in tv shows and stuff but certainly with ongoing things because let's face it the x-men is has massive chunks of it a time travel. Yeah, days of future past. Yeah. Yeah. Cable is a time travel story. Yeah. That's the thing about cable that is is centered to his story, isn't it? That's there's a lot of there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of comics that use it at some point someone comes from the future, you know. But cable that's his almost the reason for being, isn't it? He he comes from same with uh Bishop as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, um, DC, you got Booster Gold. Who, I mean, yeah, yeah Booster Gold's a really interesting one, isn't it? So he's he was a sort of was he a, wasn't he a janitor in a museum and he nicked a load of stuff and then he came comes back, back to be a time. superhero, doesn't he? Yeah, then yeah, he's got a flight ring and give it the big one. Yeah, give it. The well, I mean, Superboy and the Legion, <laughs> Superboy and the Legion is very time travel centric and certainly was because mm. Superboy was obviously from you know whenever it was the seventies and the eighties, you know, traveling forward in time. And, and one I, of their as major as villains. I learned from the Superman movie, <laughs> if if you fly backwards around the Earth yeah. really yeah. quick, it turns back time because that's how yeah. time yeah. scientific facts there. Works. Yeah, and the Time Trapper was one of the villains in that, wasn't it? Um, in Legionnaires Three, I think was the miniseries from it. Is, yes, that's a big part of it. Is Vandal Savage a time t- traveler? Or he's just he's, immortal. He's not. He's, ju- he's just immortal. Yeah. He's he's been yeah. there and he's done it all. He's like um, fifty thousand years old or something. Uh, he got. Yeah. Didn't you get hit with a meteorite or something? That made him yeah. immortal. Yeah. yeah, I'd say nothing turns me off more about a story than I hear Al Kang's in this one. Oh, like, okay. really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they've overdone that too many times. Yeah, he's one of the major examples of like time. Yeah, time and stuff like well, that. Avengers Forever was one of them. Did you ever read that mini series? The was a goose series, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that was good, and that's all about. Mortis and Kang and they you know one's the other and you know and Rick Jones has to enlist Avengers throughout time doesn't he yeah is that right that's what that, I remember it that's yeah, good yeah it's, it's pretty good he picks, yeah. uh, he picks people from various points along Avengers history and it's a, it's a really good story though yeah th- nice little self, self-contained with, thing with those um, sort of stories and I think this is something that clearly that people can do in comics is like they can do a time travel story and they don't think about the the butterfly effect of what has happened. It's just literally they can travel back in time. They've turned up, something's happened, and then they've gone back. Yeah, if they get yeah. too tied up into the whole stepping on a butterfly bullshit, it bores yeah. me. Yeah, you know, yeah. they tie oh, themselves God. up in knots around it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Can you imagine what cable would be like? If, yeah, yeah. If, if anyone actually thought about it. 
I think there's no, another yeah, one. Old Man, Old Man Logan's another one a bit like that, where he came back in time to present times, didn't he? I quite yeah. like that one. Yeah, yeah no. I didn't see that through. I, mean, I really uh, liked I Old mean, Man Logan I, the first know, one. I, do, but... I just don't like the fact that they've just bled that fucking horse. The Diodato stuff was good. I really liked that. Yeah. It's a comic, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah, and another one I was thinking of is The Flash, which uses time travel a lot as well, isn't mm. it? Oh, God, yeah. 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 Um, before um, we do the question, Tony, okay. should we, we have... Uh, obviously, we put a shout-out on the social media. And thank you thank you once again for all the replies. Um, just going to go through some now. Uh, Ludologist. Good old Lud- Ludologist. Hey. He yeah. said, isn't he something like Dora the Explorer now? He's Gu- Guinness Adora the Explorer. <laughs> one of my favourites. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says, uh, uh, I like time travel stories at the surface level. Sometimes you have to overlook a lot of plot holes or just work harder with headcanon. Um, Tom Curry uh, at this chucklehead, um, he says, it's a tricky one to do well. Two that stand out for me are, and this is one that was mentioned by several people, so you'll probably hear me mention it a couple of times, Patience by Daniel Klaus. Yeah, I bought him that. Do you remember when we had a curry? That's yeah. my little present yes. to him. Yeah, yeah it's a good book. Yeah, yeah really. Um, like that. And Silver Surfer, Surfer 11 by Dan Slott and Mike Allred. Both of them had time travel as an essential aspect and built the rest of the story around it. Yeah, good. Uh, John Ottaway said it's definitely overused, especially when it goes all Bill and Ted and characters go back to help stop themselves doing something. Yeah. See Wolverine in the Age of Ultron. Uh, there are definitely times when it works. I'd put away by uh, John Late. Level eight comics yeah. right up there amongst them. That's a nice. great, yeah, that's a great. One. See, John would love to go back and maybe murder some people. You know, uh, this is John Ottaway. Yeah, more. Sorry, yeah, more the more people. You mean, Danny? Yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah allegedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd be, he'd be, yeah, he'd be Johnny Six Hundred. <laughs> if they knew the he's truth. not a murderer. Yeah, uh, he's not Jack the Ripper. He's not Jack the Ripper who now lives in present day yeah. uh, no, uh, England. No. Time travels. <laughs> Oh, he's gonna. He's got. I know he's about to text me. He's looking yeah. at his phone now. Right now, ready to text me yeah. with a message. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get ready. Um, uh, Mega City Book Club. Um, yeah. Eamon says uh, there's another vote for Days of Future Past. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. also handled well in Strontium Dog, the Ragnarok job. Yes, and I was thinking about Strontium Dog. That was one of the ones on my list because not only does he go back to Viking times, which is where he meets um, Doodard, doesn't he? Um, but Wolf. he also has Wolf. Wolf, yeah. Wolf. That's it. But he also has grenades that jump time yeah the, they the, i yeah. thought that was the coolest fucking idea as a kid yeah they were yeah, like freeze like time so like like the planet moved on and then these it's really horrifying every time yeah. it's the person like frozen and suffocating in space it's just <laughs> yeah yeah should that be like a war crime surely that weapon <laughs> that's absolutely lethal yeah but like he goes back in time to sort of like rescue ronald reagan doesn't he from uh assassination oh yeah that one's brilliant yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, doesn't he doesn't he go back in time to Kidnap Hitler at one point as well. Yeah, that's right. Good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the classic. Uh, go back in time and get Hitler. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's been done many times. Yeah, yeah if, any, if I ever hear in a movie anyone goes, "Oh, would you go back in time and kill?" Click, it goes off. The movie goes yeah, off. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's just overdone. But yeah, it works. Um, it works with him. Eamon yeah. also mentioned that Swamp Thing became unstuck in time and was supposed to yeah. be Jesus, but yeah. DC said no to number eighty-eight. <laughs> I know that's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He met Enemy Ace, though, didn't he? He did a bit of that, and he, he hopped through a, a few different characters, I think, in that. But, yeah, yeah. I'd love to have seen a, a Swamp Thing Jesus story. That would yeah. just been... Yeah. 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 Uh, what's that one we did uh, at the... Oh, God, the two right, the writer-artist, artist, Greg Hinkle and... What do you call it? And oh, they, Airboy. They, they, Airboy, yeah. yes. That's a bit of time travelling in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, um, Simon Russell uh, mentioned uh, the one-off of Time Bandits uh, with Steve yeah, Parkhouse's art. Uh, Steve Parkhouse is great, man. Really Skinny-drawn skinny boy, despite writing a time travel comic, I haven't read any. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. He's got a laughing emoji. You um, must have read a, a, even if you can't recall it, because yeah, it's fucking think, littered throughout comic. Yeah. 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 Even if you just read, read a Legion comic, you get, there's yeah. going to be an element of time travel in there somewhere, yeah. or a boost of gold. You know. Yeah. Uh, Alan Spinney says Michael Crichton's timeline was an excellent book about time travel. I love those type of adventure stories, but can't stand let's change history by meeting our younger selves, even though it's impossible. Those bore me silly now. Done, done, and done. Absolutely right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's think, like uh, um, it's like write a dream, lose a reader, isn't it? It's the same as that. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't. Well, ideally, I would like to go back and tell myself not to do certain things that have fucking turned out disastrously. But to put it uh, in a movie would be boring. Yeah. Yeah. I think John Claude Van Damme's Time Cop was the definitive word on that. That was a comic first, wasn't it? A Dark Horse comic. Mm. It was. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So after that was done, it was like, look, there's nothing more to be said. Anything that Van Damme does cannot be redone. I think that's the rule of some kind. At Duncan Muggleton. Uh, <laughs> Duncan says he's a big fan of time travel I'll read anything with time travel I like the smaller stories where it's used intelligently current examples I can think of are movies Time Crimes and Primer Time Crimes is a great movie uh, I've not read that one he, he, does, he does uh, mention Valiant's Ivar Time Walker is really good. yes great. one of the three brothers yeah yeah oh, he's Armstrong, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Eric you know Eric um uh, Eternal Warrior, yeah, yeah, that's a good series. That was only a couple. That was only they didn't last very long compared to the other two yeah. brothers. But yeah, it's pretty good still. Yeah, and he says the Forever War is my favourite book, which has been adapted to comics. That's a great book. Yeah, that's a fucking okay. brilliant book. Is that yeah, Haldeman? Really is that book. Joe Haldeman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dave stuff. Robertson. Me. Uh, oh, why did you have to write one that I can't say, Dave? <laughs> well done, Nigel, Dave. Nigel. Nigel. Or- oh yeah. Orcs. La- Lowney's Spleenal. Where he Spleenal, goes ba- yeah, we did an episode on Spleenal. Where he him. goes yeah, back in funny. time. How do you say the name then, Tony? I can't remember. Where he goes back in time to stop his younger self having sex with his girlfriend, now wife. Con- convoluted, thought-provoking and hilarious. We'd all do that, wouldn't we? Yeah. We're stuck in relationships <laughs> like we are now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of other quick ones. We did have, we did have quite a few, actually, so I'll just uh, rush through these ones. <clears throat> Rob Hardingham. Indigo Prime Killing Time by John Smith and Chris Weston sticks out for me. Yeah. Oh, Tra- that's a good story, yeah. Tooth, yeah. Travelling through time and multiverse on a steam train with Jack the Ripper thrown in for good measure. Not saying it's you, John Ottaway. <laughs> um, Andrew Clemson, maybe not the best, but Legion killing a young Xavier to kick off Age of Apocalypse always stuck with me. Okay. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Age yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and P- Paul Hostetler, uh, clever book by Jess Fink, We Can Fix It, where she uses time travel to try and give advice to her younger self. Doesn't bother with paradoxes or any of that nonsense. A cool way of doing autobiocomics. Oh, I've not seen that. That's mm. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and he, yeah. Is, mm. he um, If you look at the thread, there is a picture of the panel, which um, is probably quite interesting. That's an interesting... Yeah, that sounds really interesting, actually. In terms of an autobiocomic, like right, creating it now... But what would you, you know, if you were looking at the things that you did, what would you say, you know, what would you say to that the person at that moment? You know, that's a fa- that's a interesting way to do auto bio, if you ask me. 
Um, and what, what would you else? even listen to yourself if you turned up in the future? I listen to myself now. I'd, pro- exactly. I'd, I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably look at the state I've become and then just jump off the nearest cliff. Don't um, be like that. I've got a couple. <laughs> I've got a couple of mentions. Can I get to a Go couple of mentions? Uh, so I've got the Rook, Rest in Dane. Did you ever read that? It, it was in, it was in the original Warren magazines. He had his own magazine for a while as well. And he travels. It's a bit of a Doctor Who rip cross with a sort of pirate thing. He travels through time and space in a large rook chess piece, and there's some cracking issues of that. It's very good. It came back and Galacy um, drew some issues. Dark Horse Presents did. That was a good one. Um, what was the other one I had? Oh yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles traveling back to the time of Usagi Jimbo. I really like ah, that. Ah yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought that nice. worked really well. And they damned a few times, didn't it? There's like a little collection you can get of the crossovers of that, which is really worth getting. Yeah, yeah. in my two. Uh, Simon Russell also mentioned uh, Time Spirits. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love which... that book so much. <laughs> which Honestly. It's a, a Marvel book. I, I can see that. Cover. It's, it's epic, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. one that um, I'm not aware of, Tony. What's that? It's very, it's super hippy-dippy. Um, <laughs> I um, I was away doing something, dealing with something, and living in a hotel for a couple of weeks. And there was a local comic shop that had fuck all, but it had a box, and they just had old tatty issues of things and that was in there and i remember thinking this is the best thing ever there's a little bit of the native american a little bit of the sort of time travel thing brilliant love it yeah it's a great book yeah they should collect that don't know why they haven't yeah nice uh a couple of others uh, there's a ship called uh thargs time twisters chrono cops oh dave gibbons that's brilliant yeah, yeah. like what you were talking about earlier dan about um having like how how can you show a time travel story in a narrative form that is just you need a master like dave gibbons to do it they're like coming into the precinct and seeing themselves go back out from the previous day and yeah. things like that it's brilliant who Absolutely. wrote that was that more i can't remember it was alan moore yeah it was yeah yeah oh, yeah, nice. yeah that's yeah. a great i could though the faces of those detectives are forever imprinted into my eyeball they're just yeah. so cool aren't they yeah yeah that's a, that's good a great story <laughs> yeah no cat by stu parents <laughs> That, time twisters. I forgot to mention time twitcher. Time twi- twitches. Time twisters was brought out by uh, Picture Games. Uh, thank you for sending your reply. Okay. And and <clears throat> one final thing to just get us to talk about this. Will Conway, uh, Mark Olivent, and Will Conway said, "I think there's definitely still plenty more fun to be had in this air- area slash era." Mm. There's an interesting question, storytelling wise. What else can you do with time travel in comics? And there you go. That was that. I know that. Yeah, was hey, thank there, you for that. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I don't know, man. I avoid it. I avoid it. Yeah, I do. I just yeah. think it's. Um, I don't know. I Flashbacks find, and stuff are fine, but I just I don't find like. Sometimes it's very lazy storytelling. You got to have. Something. I could totally see Hurt going on the time travel adventure. Yeah, See, well, we kind of did that in a way with the Nazi planet, didn't we? Yeah, like he could have yeah. travelled back to yeah, yeah. But that—that's the kind of title that can can do that thing, where there's a lot of other titles that can't do that. Yeah, you know what I mean, like it's just the, the character and the, the story won't hold up. To, yeah. He definitely could bang his way through history, couldn't he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> time bangers, time bangers. Right, <laughs> we're doing that. Copyright us. <laughs> <laughs> that that was one of the ones on my list, actually. Not time bangers. It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> an Eros comic from back Ooh. in the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, that was Fantagraphics imprint for material of a saucy nature. Oh. Um, <laughs> go, yeah. Please go on. Um, 
Well, this, stop, the, keep going. Yeah, the only one I've actually got is um, Birdland by Gilbert Hernandez. Okay. Um, but it has loads of pictures of the other titles on the back, and there's one I was always fascinated by. Um, I've never <laughs> I've never read it, but, but I, I did a bit of research today, and there are a few copies on Amazon, so God knows what my recommendations are going to be like from now uh, on. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's called Time Wankers. By <laughs> I'm going to eBay now. Yeah, by Steve <laughs> Sullivan. Um, yeah. It's it's basically it sounds like it's about a couple who travel through time to various time periods to meet various famous people and have sex with them. I'm literally typing it into eBay as we speak. Right. I think the cheapest <laughs> yeah. copy was twenty one quid, Tony. So uh, Oh I found one I was from Canada. Time oh, Wankers there is one, ninety ninety one. Yeah. Uh why are there loads of bags that say wankers on them? There's not many comics. Okay. Mm. That's a shame. Oh. We could add another live eBay episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listeners like on them. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never seen a copy in the wild, but I think most most of the Eros comics were banned in Britain, weren't they? Uh, yeah, they were hard to get. When you yeah. occasionally see that Mart's actually. Can, yeah, that's where I got Birdland at the Newcastle Comic Mart. God, about twenty oh, years nice. ago. Yeah, and that's that. That <laughs> is uh, well, it's something, all right. But um, yeah, I've just sent you boys the picture of Time Wankers. No, oh, amazing. Mm. Got to, got even, the cover, even the cover's a bit dodgy. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They came, they saw, they fooled around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds... So there's a sort of couple embracing in, in the in the Rick, and then there's like a Minotaur figure behind them. Clearly, got, he's got his hands on both their bums as well, from the looks of it. Yeah, he's about to grasp them, isn't he? Yeah. And he's, def- he's definitely a naked I'm, Minotaur. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm just gonna say something. Yeah. Did Minotaurs ever exist? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, we're kind of going into fiction there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich. yeah. That's your big objection. Your time travel comic, I just didn't buy yeah. it because Minotaurs yeah. don't exist. Minotaurs, yes. Minotaurs, yeah. no, no. You that's, charlatan. That's just not... <laughs> <laughs> you lost me. Um, Is it... Go on, Deb. That's my money going back in my pocket. No, I quite <laughs> like the in the title. They've put Time Wakers and I. Mm. It's got like the, the clock at the top and... It's like a phallic shape. Uh, t- oh, ten out of ten nice. for yeah, that master design. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you have a copy, we'd love we'd love to see it. So please send it to us. <laughs> um, a recent. <laughs> What's that um, other fucking title in the Slack? You for, someone said it's like a an erotic manga, but just big oh, burly men about men yeah. with big knobs or something. A PhD yeah. we're putting it in there. Something something yeah. about an island or something, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's a fan of that stuff, isn't he? And he, he said, "Why man. why have men in manga always got big knobs? I hadn't noticed that PhD. I hadn't noticed he, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll take you word for it." <laughs> he's funny he does Stitch you up there. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it can be it can be a very divisive sort of a storytelling narrative though isn't it I mean or men with big knobs na- yeah I'll always buy the variants <laughs> yeah, the cos- cosplay variant <laughs> <laughs> it, it's when it's used as that sort of the deus ex machina kind of shit when they, they time travel the way out of a problem so yeah, uh, like yeah. you mentioned earlier, Vince, Endgame. Uh, <laughs> Endgame, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> we're, we're absolutely written ourselves into a fucking corner. We didn't think how to get ourselves out of this. Yeah. Oh, so, time travel, that'll work. Uh, the time traveled, uh, yeah. Or yeah. so and so, one character's died. Let's time travel and get an, a, a version of her that didn't die and bring her back to the 
yeah, let's cheapen the, the, some of the great yeah. moments in the original movie by having us like watch them from a distance or fight on so, so. Oh, yeah. Tony, yeah. you are singing my hymns right now. But, <laughs> no, but we, we will not get into that because that would be a show by itself. Um, no. I the like same it. with that fucking Harry Potter film. It was like in one of yeah. them they got a time turner thing. So why don't you just use that in all the films? I mean, then? I just don't like it yeah. when you get the... I presume there's a reason. Yeah. When... I've never seen Harry Potter film. Yeah. I don't like yeah. it when you get the deja vu moments in like stories or, or films and stuff. I don't I like you said it when that you before. get the de- deja vu moments <laughs> Was that fucking film, is it Top Secret, where he meets the French resistance? He goes, this is Provençal. Bonjour. This yeah. is deja vu. Have we not met somewhere before? <laughs> 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 Oh dear, but um, yeah, I like it. Dare I say it? I like my time travel to be simple. I understand people travel through time; stuff happens. Mm. Now, just entertain me. I don't want yeah. to be. I, I'm not one of these. Well, can you imagine what all that that'll do? The ripple. Oh, I just want. I just want Kurt Swan Superman to go back, fight a dinosaur. Yeah, you know, and then yeah. come back to the, and it's not changed anything. I just yeah. like watching Superman yeah. fight a dinosaur. Yeah. You know? It's the same, like, we've, we mentioned Superman, the movie, like, oh, Lois is dead, let's go turn back the earth, go back in time. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of accepted that because it was quite fantastic when I was a kid, as I imagine many yeah, of you a bit younger. But... Kid, yeah. It's fine by me. Yeah. We weren't physics majors. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got one... sent out. <laughs> I got sent out of class for saying that in secondary school. You could tell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the science lesson. <laughs> I just turned back the earth. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. When it's kind of used as a fucking asshole of kind of like, oh, we we just fucking undo it. Yeah, yeah. But like, if a story set out as a, a premise, this is the time traveling story. We've got Bill and Ted, or or whatever the, the title yeah. is, and there's time travel from the get go. That's that's fine with me. Anything you do in that is totally fine. I mean, I just... like one of one of my favorites recently. Uh, well, I've got two recent st- uh, sort of books over the past few years that I read that were time travel. And I'm not a time travel guy, but you know, it was just very much. Here's the setup. Now you just you just got your entertainment. One, of course, was backtrack, which was mm. uh, talked about a few a few times on the show. Uh, I got a comicsology, but I, I definitely want to get a a print copy of this. And that's very much just a, literally a car chase through different time periods. Right. Um, mm. That's very much you know. And the winner of the race can has the option to go back and change something that went wrong in their life. Very simple premise. You don't need to worry about the the ripple effects of anything else it's, it's a character mm. story as well as like cool car chases and stuff backtrack's great it's really good storytelling um and also i <clears throat> i was a surprisingly big fan of miller and murphy's chrononauts because oh was, yeah you like that didn't you? that was yeah, just yeah. Po- that was just popcorn chomping they do a second one of those didn't they they haven't yet i don't think i know they, oh, okay. they, they bought a deal of it but it's very much uh you know if you want to see sean gordon murphy draw a page where it's dinosaurs and there's an f-16 fighter flying over the top of them that would give you an idea of the sort of thing you get well, that's why i like flesh do you remember flesh in 2018 yeah. that's why i like that it's fucking brilliant cowboys versus dinosaurs it's futuristic yeah. cowboys you know yeah. yeah so you know these sort of elements can be done well um but i don't know my it's not a genre that is necessarily my go-to unless there has to be something special about it. I mean, those two that I just mentioned were standouts for me, but most of the time, like, if if any of the big two publishers do it, I just roll my eyes and turn away because I can't be bothered with it anymore. It just or, feels like filler. Like they, uh, they, they, It's like they don't 
they're too tied up in continuity. They're just going to do this time travel thing. Yeah, and plus, yeah. sometimes it's just a lame excuse to just introduce a younger version of a main character or an older version of a main character or an alternate version of a main character. You know, I'm, I'm the you that, you know, if you didn't put on that pair of pants on Wednesday... Yeah. Like the person well, we we secretly we, we had a son in the future. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, that, it's isn't like, it? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I'm done with this. Um, but Tony, you have a question for us, don't you? Oh yeah. So part of this, we decided that you you all managed to prepare. So um, this <laughs> is the question: um, You can time travel back to experience a single issue or a short run of comics. Hmm. Um, when, what, and why? Um. Who would like to go first? Oh, I think the guest has got to go first. Okay. Ben, would you like to go first, babes? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I would like to travel back to Mega City 1 when Ron Smith was drawing it to the story on American Graffiti. Oh. First appearance of Chopper before he became the super surfer. He was a graffiti artist or a scrawler. Um, there's just, I mean... If you go to Mega City One, you're most likely to be murdered or <laughs> killed in a nuclear war. It's have your bleak, organ, isn't it? Yeah, yeah have your organs good. stolen. But that's a nice moment before World War Four and when Judge Death takes over the city and kills everyone. It's just I don't know, there's just something joyous about it. It's just <laughs> um We were getting like short runs of dread, weren't we? With yeah. just you know, Bolland and all these sort of yeah. you know, yeah, you know, some yeah. Mike McMahon, there was some incredible stuff going on. That's just there's something about Ron Smith's work on Dread I love so much. There's just something joyous so and wondrous to it. it. Well, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, it's it's like Mega City One's a horror show, but it's also an amazing, wondrous place. And yeah, I'd like to be there, um, shouting on Chopper against the Phantom, who was actually a robot and was bored and decided to become a scrawler uh, in his spare time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a ridiculous story, but it's it's probably my favourite Dread story ever. Uh, there was that love. sort of four or five years where Chopper was the coolest character in the prog, I think. It was just, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah, it was that. He, get, he gets out of uh, the cubes after about three years, and then he turns into a super surfer, and then there's the midnight surfer, and after that they put him away forever, basically. And um, yeah. They let him out during Oz as a contrived sort of way to yeah, that's right. to go and uh, as a cover story for Dread to be there because they know the the crazed lunatic Judder judges are hiding in Air's rockets. It's, it's a long story, but anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah. And then they did Song of the Surfer with Colin McNeil, where oh my god, that is just so powerful. Yeah. Where, yeah, you're right about Ron Smith, man. I mean, I was reading it back yeah. then, and I, I think we were both kids. I love Ron Smith. I love yeah. him so much. And there yeah. was something yeah. well-drawn, but just nasty about the way he drew stuff for me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He did the he did the, comic, the newspaper strips as well, didn't he, for a long he time? Did, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did nearly all of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they were good yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. He was a master. A few years ago, he died. Was it four or five years ago? I think he died, didn't he? Yeah, it's it's not too long ago. Um, yeah. He was he was a good age. I mean, he, was, he served in the Second World War. I think that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he drew for Valiant, Hotspur. And Hotspur. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, I, I saw a cover so that they were talking about online, and I think Dave Gibbons had inked him on a like a oh, wow, yeah, cover. I can't think of the name of it now. What was the snake vigilante character? Um, do you oh, know King, I mean? King Cobra, King Cobra, yeah, yeah, I've done something with that, yeah, 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 that was great as well. 
Yeah, no, he's a great talent, wasn't he? Yeah, and he very was. distinctive, sort of idiosyncratic, something, you know, you can, you can always tell her on Smith book, can you? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I, ju- I just loved his work. At, uh, so, yeah, that, that's me. Cool. Nice one. Next, guys. I'll happily yeah. go in. Yeah, my, one, my one may be a bit strange and controversial, so, Dan, you go. Ooh, okay. okay. Uh, this was kind of like, looking back, I actually rose tinted glasses. I'll be travelling back to uh, June of 1993. <laughs> and it was just after the death of Superman. Oh, okay. And the reign of the Superman story started. And 14, 15-year-old me and the three friend, three other friends I had that read comics were fucking all over this. It was just absolute fucking hype train. I think we was going down the comic shop every every week, every Wednesday, after school, trying to see like when the next issue was out. And this is obviously pre-internet days, so... There was no fucking spoilers and what was coming up, what the hell was going yeah. on. Everyone was reading on that. There's four different Supermen, and like any one of them could be uh, Superman. You don't know where the story's going to go. And we were fucking just rabid after it. Looking back, it's not that great, I don't think. I don't think it holds up too well, the the Reign of the Superman storyline. But for what it was, uh, we was this fucking... Yeah, I was eating out the man at the time. Yeah, yeah absolutely couldn't yeah, get enough yeah. of it. And there's a bit where the... Uh, the cyborg Superman fucking goes rogue and sort of shows his colours as being like a bad guy. And he, he takes out the Eradicator. And it was like, mm. oh, my Lord. It was just great. We loved it. Maybe you guessing, didn't you, that one? You were never quite Definitely. sure. You obviously yeah. knew it wasn't. You didn't know quite know who Superboy was. You know, Steel was a whole other thing. He was more sort of heroic. Yeah. But the other two, you were like, what is this about? It's hard it, to make it out. It could be it, them. Yeah. It could be that one. Yeah. And then, yeah, 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 in, the yeah. End, in the end, it was none of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. So, uh, mm. Yeah, spoilers for... A, it was the guy with the followers. Yeah. I thought it would been quite awesome, the robot one. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Go. yeah. Is he still around as a bad guy? That Yeah, he comes and goes. Uh, yeah. He was around Eradicate fairly recently. Well. Eradicate, yeah, does as well, yeah. Eradicate was in fairly recently, I think, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Because I, I remember that by... He, the, Superman's about to get blasted like a kryptonite gas. The Eradicator throws himself in front of it, and as it the the blast goes through Eradicator, it repowers up Superman, and he's back after that point. But anyway, I digress. Cool. Um, I do mind. So I'm going to travel back to a period of time between 1983 and about 1985, when I was, um, you know, jumping on you know on a bus and a tube to get into london to go to denmark street to forbidden planet because i was buying my comics from forbidden planet there um but it was the period of first comics so when first comics started and this was like quite a revelation for me at the time because it was there had been other companies you know atlas and also and some other companies who'd come up kamiko i think it was around the same time who'd come out and, and you know produce their own sort of line of comics but for me this was like real top quality interesting and and occasionally a little bit saucy um so i was buying these i've still got all the copies that i bought from back then um american flag came out as sort of one of the big first waves um e-man came back again who was great badger and nexus which i was some big fans of then you had star slayer grim jack came slightly afterwards you had john sable freelance from um mike grell you had mars which was amazing and this just this like utter little explosion that only really lasted a short amount of time, but is just absolute fucking solid quality for some books. You look look at how well people 
think of American flag these days. You know, the, the, the Steve Rude stuff in Nexus, for example, the, the Tim Truman stuff in Grimjack, just absolute brilliant quality. And I was eating it up. And it was the only place I could get them. You, back then, you were still getting comics in news agents and stuff, but you couldn't get first comics in news agents. It was the only place you could get them. And we were sort of pouring in there and grabbing them off the shelf as soon as we could. Yeah, loved it. Absolutely loved it. What a period. And since I've gone back and I've bought every first comics issue that came out and uh, mm. love them. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. Yeah. I think I think everyone I think a lot of people's picks are you know that time when comics was just really hitting your veins, yeah, in a certain yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and mine, I had one original one. This is the one that's slightly more controversial, but I, I slightly pivoted, so I'm, I'm going to be cheeky and briefly mention two. Uh, the first thought I had was it was really that time when Image Comics launched. That it you know the spawn young blood savage dragon when everything came out and it just felt like a, a shift and this is it just felt like something new and I, I this was when comics for me you know I hadn't had I didn't have a local comic shop it, you know these things weren't this was like nothing I'd really seen before. And there was a de- definite sort of buzz and excitement in the air. And I, I know you, you, we look back and just sort of say, oh, those stories weren't written very well or weren't. But at the time, it felt that they were fucking awesome. Hmm. Um, you, you just get caught up, whether you're caught up or swept up in the wave. But I think that's the point of nostalgia anyway. With with a lot of the stuff we, we love, sometimes you go back and just think, mm, this isn't as great. Um, so the definitely that whole sort of period, and I had no, I had friends who were buy who like bought the spawn and stuff. I didn't buy them. It it took me, I had a delayed reaction to like getting caught up in it because I was trying to find the series I like, and I eventually found Cyberforce and the rest is history. Blah blah blah. Um, so there was that that moment, but another sort of, I think it's. It's a sort of arc, or it's a storytelling. Is it the first time we ever met me and you? I mean, I play that back in my head every yeah. every okay. day. Yeah. Wishing, you, I know you refer to it as the bank. <laughs> wishing yeah. I could yeah. go back and change it. No, um, <laughs> where, where's Doctor Sam Beckett when we need him? <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Um, but for me, one of and it's Age of Apocalypse. I fucking loved this whole thing. <laughs> that sort of when it went down and it just felt like something completely different for the big two and like it was also at the time when the Joe Madariah was like oh my god like it was just taking over everything I loved the just the character what they did with the characters now of course they've rinsed them and they've just watered them down to I don't know what they all are now. Like like the introduction of X-Man, Nate Grey, everything, the way that sort of Magneto and Rogue and Apocalypse himself and that whole... It felt truly epic to me. And it also felt, as I was reading it, and because it's essentially a post-apocalyptic story, pardon the pun, um, being caught up in those moments, those emotional moments, were amazing. And it was a world where, because they had created this, this world in a certain way... Um, characters you loved were now hideous villains you know and you people could just die and you didn't know it, marvel was unsafe in a way that 
it rarely has been unsafe for a lot of its characters. And they had to create something completely fucking different to do it. Um, and when you're used to, of course, it did. Um, Heroes Reborn happened, an onslaught happened after, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it was. I think that's like, right. Hang on a minute. It, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, right. Is it? Yeah. Because uh, Le- Legion uh, killed Professor Xavier and that created the Age of Apocalypse. And I think afterwards, Professor Xavier obviously merged into Onslaught and that created the Heroes Reborn, which came afterwards, wasn't it? I think. Yes, because Heroes Reborn was when the Image Guys came back and they were still doing their thing when Age of Apocalypse was happening. Okay. Um, but yeah, and Sabretooth as as a hero and they and they sort of switched things around they they created things that in this story were brilliant to me and i, I love them i didn't know i know there was lots of different series i like the fact that they just stopped everything and they switched the titles as well do you know what i mean there was no more x-men because this is the world you get now that was that was fucking awesome you can't do mm. that now i think one of the reasons that it is that it stuck to me to yeah i go back to that time because we can never have that again because they because of what the product has become. And yes, I called it a product because that's what the Marvel books are. Because um, they won't do that again. They'll, But they'll use that IP to do another, oh, here's Age of Apocalypse, here's a Wolverine miniseries that no one cares about, blah, blah, blah. But at that time, it was a, it was big things. What year was that? Was that 16, 17? Uh, 96, 97? Was that? That was late 90s, wasn't it? Age of Apocalypse? Uh, I'm not sure, man. I'm not too I sure. About '97, I think, yeah. and then was on uh, Heroes Reborn. Was that about '98? Yeah, something like that. I think. Yeah. Um, and I, and in some ways, the Age of Apocalypse sort of spoiled it for me because I wasn't the onslaught. I know it was big deals when it was happening, but I wasn't really fussed about it. I think um, I had my sort of what the hell's going to happen. But I really, I, I do think about getting like a you can get like omnibuses of the whole thing, can't you? In, in yeah, you can. There's a big um, yeah, hardback yeah, come yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, sometimes I think I saw it in a shop once. And I looked through it, and you know when you you think, "Oh, I love this," and you open it up to a page that isn't the best page, or <laughs> beca- because it's printed on like newer stock, the colours look awful. And you, yeah, I opened that, it up yeah. and just thought, "Oh God, this isn't as good as I remember." But I think I will. I I, I would like to read that whole story again because yeah, Age of Apocalypse. Fucking loved it, man. I I, I really did. So that's my one. I, I time travelled to that comic moment when it felt like there were stakes. Yeah. Well, do you notice how we all we all avoided the whole thing? Oh, I'd go back to the day Action Comics one came out and buy five hundred uh, of them, yeah. and then I could yeah. buy half of Hertfordshire. You know. Yeah, we all avoided I mean, that. I, well I, done, mean, I, I think comics is a medium that's all based around experience and emotion. We all we we all are fond of certain titles because we remember. It's it's based in nostalgia, isn't it? A lot of this stuff, like yeah, everyone. They like, sell a lot of books, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Tony's going to be crushed by the nostalgia that he has surrounding him. One day, sadness. Um, yeah. oh, he's looking forward to that. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what being crushed? naked? What a way naked. to go? Yeah. My deadly hands of kung fu omnibus caught me right on the knob. What he would have wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he died as he lived. Yeah, surrounded uh, by comics. <laughs> with, with his dick in hardback. 
slamming it shut. <laughs> He's it, been was that co- it was that copy of Time Wankers that he ordered. Oh, yes, yeah, final yeah. straw. Yeah. No, I can't order one. I'm upset. I'm going to have to reach out. Who's that bloke that me and Adam <laughs> always try and get comics out of? Oh, the old bloke, the old grumpy bloke. I bet he's got a few mm. down the back. <laughs> yeah, back Time wankers. Couch. <laughs> yeah, but um, of course, keep the conversation. I mean, there's so much that could be said about this genre. I mean, is it something? And Ben, is it has time travel been something that you've been interested in, like creatively, to to sort of create something around, or is it just because I know me personally, well, I'm, I'm not. There, yeah. is a, there is an element of time travel because you do collect characters from different times in Spine Chillers, don't you? I do, yeah. Um, I do you want to just to... let us know what that is? Just because mm. it's kind of a nice opener for that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah um, but it's it's a webcomic I used to do. Uh, it's basically like a kind of British 70s sitcom uh, where all of these uh, writers of weird tales live together in this grotty bed, bed and breakfast. So I've got like Lovecraft, Edgar Allan Poe, Ambrose Bierce, Charles Dickens, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. So they're all from like different times and places and stuff. And I would always make jokes about how it was like Poe's 204th birthday and things like that, you know. Um, but yeah, um, it was like a sitcom in a strip, basically. They, yeah. they, they have to put up with the, the complexities of modern life, including going to a comic convention. They um, go to a lot of comic conventions, and um, uh, there was a running joke where, because like the main three characters were like Lovecraft, Poe, and Beus. Like Poe was like the zany one. Beus was a little bit more sensible, but he was a bit of a space cadet. Uh, <laughs> Lovecraft was was the angry sort of uh, Basil Fawlty type character, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he would uh, they, they would end up in jail after every convention that they went to um, I'm looking at the page now where they're at a convention and some bloke comes up to him in a, in a Scott Pilgrim t-shirt and says hey mate are you Harold Harold Lovecraft and he knocks him out for getting his name wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> brilliant there's another one where someone there's a cosplayer who's come as Cthulhu um, who asks him to sign his costume and he says, don't diss the mythos, and knocks him out as well. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got there, Mrs. P? I've got H.G. Wells' duffel bag. He never came back for it. Yeah, it's just full of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Where's my golden a, monkey? Yeah, what people, it was actually uh, intended as a spin-off from, uh, you know, Doug Bradley that was Pinhead in the Hellraiser films. Yes. Yes. Uh, he does a series of audio books, reading all of these stories from all of these guys. Um, they've been really successful. He's done loads and loads. Um, right. And the the publisher Alexander uh, Renegade Arts Entertainment. I just uh, I got talking to him once at a convention. It was oh god, in Venice, high X in Inverness. We were at a table <laughs> ne- next to each other. Uh, he bought my comic uh, Mothman about the house, <laughs> which is a similar sort of thing. It's like a sitcom where all these like. 40 and beasts live together and they just sit around watching dad's army and stuff you know um but like he, he thought he really liked it and he, he like offered us a job doing this so um so anytime doug would do a new volume of the of the audio books like say he would do because dickens wrote quite a lot of horror stories um right. yeah uh i would like introduce them as a new person coming to stay at the guest house and 
they're all terrified of the landlady and she's got a mysterious secret in the attic that they're not allowed to know. And they're all really scared of her. She's like a, she is quite a terrifying character. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's also the only one with any sense as well. Um, cause they're all just big kids basically. Um, but yeah, now, talk, uh, I had loads talk, of fun doing it. Yeah. I, I remember you doing this sort of stuff. Now talking of time travel, you and I tabled next to each other. I'm going to say 20 years ago. I was trying to work out the first time we met, and I think it might have been Bristol of 2001. Right, okay. Is that about right then? Yeah, almost 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And and you were doing Magic Bean comics back then as well, weren't you? I was, yeah. Um, I think it was 2000, the first comic I did. Um, You know, I was back at home living with my mother from university and just wondering what the fuck I was going to do with my life, basically, you know. (laughs) And... uh, Comics have always been my first love, mate. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. uh, I went through a phase of that where I wanted to be a filmmaker. Like when I was at university and stuff, what I really realized was I like to write. I like to draw. Um, so I just, you know, I was heavily into reading the comics journal and buying loads of graphic novels and stuff. And it just sort of, I had this story in us of... Um, this guy who used to present the the news in the northeast for I did it for like thirty years called Mike Neville. Right. Um, I just had this story that had it had to come out where he fights a giant monkey in Asda Car Park, <laughs> um, and it took us ages to do because I, I was so out of practice with drawing. I used to draw loads when I was a kid, uh, you know. I mean, I still draw like a kid now, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> um, and I did it and I showed people and uh, that's how I met Paul, actually, Paul Scott, uh, yeah. who I was involved with Solar Wind with. Um, yeah, I remember very well. I've still got my he lived just, Yeah, yeah. He lived just up the road from me and near Sedgefield at the time. And we had a few mutual friends and obviously I, we had loads in common. And, uh, he was like, I'm put, he was just starting to work on the first issue of Solar Wind then. And I was like, oh, here's my comic about Mike Neville fighting a giant monkey. And he's like, he loved it. So I got involved from day one, basically, from before the first issue came out. Yeah, you're both. Uh, I think we always used to meet up, didn't we, at Bristol? It was kind of like the big event, wasn't it, almost for us? That was that was the big one, you know. I yeah. Mean, uh, at the time, it was the National Comic Awards. And then a, of course. Uh, yeah. a, a few years later, it was the Eagle Awards. And like um, we were there with our first issue, two, I think it was 2001. And then the next year we came back, we had two or three issues out by then. Yeah. And we'd been and we'd been nominated for best British black and white title and we bloody won. And oh, we right. just yeah, we just couldn't believe it, you know. And it just started just, just seemed to capture a little bit of something, solar wind, you know. It yeah, was, it was. For for Vincent Dan, it was it was like a, well, it was an affectionate piss take of the old British weeklies, basically, you know. <laughs> The British, the British wear something you love. Take the piss out of it. Um, <laughs> did, did, Ed, did Ed do stuff for Solar Wind? I'm trying to remember. He did, yeah. He, did. Yeah, he actually yeah. he did a story with Al Ewing uh, called oh, Destructive okay. War. Huh. Yeah. Uh, now, I Al- remember Al Ewing back from these days, and I remember him dressing up as a, a monkey at a convention, and he denies this. So it might be my memory playing up on me, but he was definitely at your table, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he was involved from Solar Wind from quite early on. When I think he'd, he'd maybe had one or two Future Shocks published at the time, right? Um, 
but he knew a lot of the guys because uh, there was quite a few pros had done stuff with it. Yeah, you know, like um, Rufus Taylor did some stuff for us. PJ Holden, yeah, Gordon, okay. Gordon Rennie wrote a story. Um, Matt Smith, actually, the editor of 2008, wrote us a letter as Tharg for the first issue. <laughs> right. uh, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, it's uh, a weird one, and I know we talked a bit about this when we saw it, but just for people here, here, it's we were interested in talking to you a little bit about how the scene has changed because it was yes. small press was so much smaller then, wasn't it? it was, oh God, it was. Yeah, was um, it like ten of us probably would take yeah. at the most, wouldn't there? You know, yeah. I mean. I, I, we met like you and Ed and uh, Steve Tillotson and Gareth Brooks. Yeah, uh, yeah. The dog breath. Was it Doctor Bob who did Doctor Bob? Or? Yeah, and then Dave. Uh, Dave Bolt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, took over from, um, from Amanda. Shane Chebsey. Shane Chebsey. He was Shane, there, wasn't he? Yeah, with yeah. the small zone, uh, which is still, I think, a brilliant idea. You know. He, yeah. But he, he put so much work in into mm. carry that fucking suitcase around. <laughs> with like everybody in the world's small press comics and what did he get out of it just love you know just, yeah and i think he used yeah. to some people don't know he would sell your comic on his table for you yeah he was yeah, like a, right. yeah it yeah, was yeah. It, it was like a physical version of comic house yeah 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 that's true yeah and it was and otherwise it was kind of bristol was some marvel some dc the dc editors and some of the marvel editors would often come down and wander around they would yeah 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 i remember chatting to all you know um um, Casada was there one year, I remember, and all sorts yeah. of things. Um, but mostly it was a 2000 AD. It was the 2000, you know, everyone loved 2000 AD. He was there, didn't they? Yeah. You know? And that was the early days of rebellion taking over as well. Yeah. I mean, it was only a few years before that when, when it was Egmont, the last publisher they had. Right. Um, I think there was one year 2000 AD shared a table with the 2000 AD fanzine at the time because Egmont <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't fork uh, out any money to publish to publicize it at all you know so yeah. the rebe- rebellion were really starting to build it back up again and you know and the, the stuff they've done since in the last 20 years like the treasury of british comics and, yeah it's I mean, quite an empire now isn't it yeah, yeah at the time we just felt like maybe all the old british weeklies not just 2000 AD, all of them were starting to be forgotten a little bit and it was yeah. our sort of tribute to that and but now, mm. I mean, I'm, we used to like pass around photocopies of the leopard from Lime Street and things like that. Yeah. You know? and I remember now, buying now action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a massive, fucking beautiful, oversized collection of it now. Instead, you know, yeah. it's just. And the other thing, the other thing at changed. Bristol, Ben, as well, was the the back issues. A couple oh, of the th- couple of the back walls were just like non-stop back issues. Yeah. You know? Well, I I didn't have a car at the time, so I used to, we always used to drive down in Paul's car with all of our stuff in the back. And <laughs> Where's the, it all the way from the northeast down to Bristol? Yeah, yeah, out. from Durham yeah. down to Bristol. Yeah, uh, it would take about six, seven hours. Uh, <laughs> and, the, oh and the amount of back issues I would buy, it'd be like, Jesus Christ, Ben, how are we going to get all of them in the car to take home, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there was just so much stuff, you know? <clears throat> like when I was a Thought Bubble, there was, there was one, there was like one trader selling graphic novels and stuff. He had a few boxes of recent issues, not like ten yeah. for a quid sort of thing. It was it was like a mixture of a comic mart and a convention, and it was actually had comics you could buy. You know, yeah, that's the thing exactly. I used to love about it. Yeah, and I remember to this day. I mean, Vince, when we did Bristol many years ago, mm. it was close about over five years ago now. I reckon we had a drink. With, do you remember we had a drink with Dave Brown? in the yeah. bar yeah. that was that bar was fucking solid 
full of 2000 AD creators and comic fans. That's what it was full of. I remember seeing you in there quite a lot, Ben. You, you were in, me and Ed were in there, and you know, everyone was sloshed. Oh, bar, all the they? time. Yeah. People yeah. stayed, at, uh, everybody was staying at that hotel, you know, and yeah. like, like you'd go down for breakfast. Like I remember one year we went down for breakfast and like Howard Chaikin was in the queue yeah. in front of us to yeah, wait I breakfast for a table. With Chris Staros one year. Sat, yeah, sat Chris Staros, and... we, we had a table next to Chris Staros one year. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a lovely guy. Yeah. yeah. And like, I remember Brendan McCarthy covering our table while I nipped off and get, got a coffee one year. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. You know, that's yeah. fucking people. awesome. And like, really, really super used, friendly. Yeah. I used to always like looking at the bar staff. You could see their faces thinking, this is not how I expected this day to go. These comic <laughs> people are fucking maniacs. They it's drink four, more than Queen Mother, I believe. It's four it's o'clock phrase, in the yeah. morning and they're still drinking and they're drawing stupid pictures and laughing at each other. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, and it was, it was really good. And for those few years where it was in that building next to the train station, uh, yeah. um, it's a I went, meets yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was built like by Isambard Kingdom Brunel or something, wasn't it? So it was right. in desperate need of repair. So they ended up moving it to a hotel around the corner or something. I, I was there the year after, and it just wasn't the same. Yeah. And yeah. then it's not, it's not long after that I started sort of phasing out of when I had my son and stuff, you know. Yeah. But it's back in there now again, apparently, isn't it? Yeah, I think well, so. Is that the yeah. one Joel Meadows is running? Is that right? I think. Oh, is it? I think so. Right. Yeah, I'm going to try and get it around to a the few corner. This year. Do you remember yeah. that one around the corner? You had to go up to the first floor of it. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. And the, who's the guys who used to do the girly comic? Do you remember them? Oh, oh. Selena and Jay. That's it. Yeah. 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 Oh, they're remember brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it was such a small little crew. Now you you could go and there's what a thousand different fucking small press tables now, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. Well, but back back then it would, it would be the same people. Some of them may have the same comic out year after year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. It was just, it was you know, everybody, people. but like when I was a Thought Bubble, when I saw you guys, uh, yeah, that's that's my first con since I sort of got back into the game kind of thing. And I was just overwhelmed with how much stuff there was. Yeah. There's actually stuff I've ordered like uh, from people who I thought I was supposed to, I was going to check their stuff out, but I was just wandering around in a daze thinking, my God, who yeah. are all these people, you know? And uh, But it was brilliant to see all the all the talent. But it was, there was, I was thinking about yeah. this when you were going to come on. And one of the things I thought about is all of us who made comics at that period and had small press tables were also comic fans. Yes. Um, we were, you know, we would probably spend all of our takings on buying, you know, comics. But now I think it's shifted. I think it's not necessarily that small press creators are fans of comics anymore. It's almost seen as almost a separate hobby slightly. I mean, how many small press creators could you speak to about the most recent issue of West Coast Avengers or something, you know, or yeah. Deadpool or something? There's not really yeah. that that cross connection anymore. Do you think that's maybe something to do with them coming to comics from a different route than we did? Animation or manga or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah it could well be. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's an interesting point. Web but comics, I mean, yeah, yeah, literally every time I've ever done a con and tabled, uh, I've spent every penny that I've earned on more comics <laughs> yeah it's madness yeah. 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 yeah 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 it was good it was interesting wasn't it it was a good old time so i've still got oh it was my great badges, times yeah my exhibitor badges i think the last year we did i think i'm gonna say it was like 2007 yeah something like that i think well we did sold the wind for about five years i think um yeah and then 
I started tabling with other people like Graham Pierce, who did Sergeant Mike Battle. I used to share with oh, him yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, um, I want to say sort of 2009, 2010, I was still going to like Birmingham and Bristol every year and then another one like Inverness or whatever if I could. So yeah. I was probably doing three, sometimes four. And we'd go to a lot of little ones as well. And yeah. Like, uh, you're not, an, you're not an MCM kind of person, or um, there's just nothing there to interest us, mate. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't want to meet somebody who used to be on Battlestar Galactica or whatever. Uh, I'm not interested. Uh, no offense to anybody who likes all of that stuff, uh, but like, I'm interested in comics, that's all I'm interested in. Yeah, it's I not even that, yeah. it's like yeah. who's on, who's on, what's that beat the chase to, you know, they were at one point. Oh my god, yeah, and like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh. that's a fucking stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, it's a different. It's different. It does are. a different feel. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a more of a reverence to older comics of the Bristol's and the yeah. UK and stuff, and you don't feel that reverent. Re, you know, I, I tell the story of standing next, you know, going and speaking to George Perez because I just heard him having to explain to someone in a Raven cosplay that he was the person who created it, and then they oh didn't understand him. Yeah, you know, no, I think if you'd have, you know, you could have, if you'd have thrown a stone at Bristol, you'd have hit someone who knew who created Raven. You know. Yeah, it was it was much more of a sort of comic centric crowd, but now I think we, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think we took in a lot of people from outside and a lot of people who saw graphic novels and web comics yeah. and manga. It's, it's not cool. a bad thing. It's just different, you know. I mean, yeah. there's, yeah. there's uh, how long have the the Marvel movies been coming out now? Like yeah. 14 years is it since Iron Man? That's right. a lot of people who've grown up knowing all these characters without necessarily having read a lot of comics, and mm. yeah. they want to come along and they want to see all this stuff and you know, I mean, my son knows all these characters from the from the Lego, yeah, computer games. Before you force he knows comics, comics. Surely, though, is he like that scene yeah. in Orange where he sort of glew his eyelids? <laughs> oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> I, do yeah. I did that. No, to my he's son. he's not interested in comics at all. But so oh, right, it's a shame. Yeah, um, yeah, me nephew is though. So I'm, I'm, I'm he, he's me he's me experimental case. He's read, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's read all of my stuff, all my mini comics. Spine, he's got a signed copy of the Spine Chillers. Yeah, so, oh, nice one, man. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So you can get you can get the Spine Chillers. You got you very kindly gave me a copy um, along with a couple of your mini comics. You gave me oh, the thanks, mate, yeah. and I cast a dead man's pension. But where can you get it from, Ben? Yeah, uh, Spine Chillers. You can get everywhere. Basically, you can get it on Amazon everywhere. You can get it digital and print um or you can get it direct from the publisher renegades art entertainment got sorry renegade art entertainment it's hard to say dot com yeah um and all of my stuff uh all my mini comics uh they they are really tiny uh <laughs> i've got a full you can get the whole set on on my big cartel shop for i think it's a five or six quid something like that it's yeah, 12 good. Yeah. yeah, they are good uh, fun. Yeah, I do love them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. It's yeah. uh, if you go to uh, magicbeanscomics.blogspot.com, there's links for all of this stuff on there. Um, Solar Wind, you can get the whole thing collected in two massive volumes um, on lulu.com. I think they're only about six quid each. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll have to get that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a link on my website, mate, if you want to. I'll have look, yeah. to like Paul's page. Yeah, I'm um, still friends with Paul on, on, you know, wish each other yeah. happy birthday and stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, Facebook. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing great. I'm, uh, I'm a pop through and see him. He's, uh, he's in the board games and war games and stuff yeah, now. Yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's mm. got a, sh- uh, he's got a shop. He designs his own games and things. He's doing really well with it, you know. Oh, good um, stuff. Yeah. So 
He was talking about putting a new comic out again recently, actually. So Ooh, we'll wow. see what happens. Get hold of him. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. yeah. And if you like yeah. wear badges, go to. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of wear badges in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So definitely check out the links in the show notes this week. Definitely. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks. No, it's great, man. Yeah. Oh, no worries. Good. Yeah. Always good fun. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you for talking time travel with us. No problem. <laughs> it may not be the last time. Um, or may not have been know. the last time. Maybe yeah, yeah. not been. I what? <laughs> <laughs> There's a paradox. Paradox incoming. Oh my <laughs> god! Every week is a flipping paradox in this show. Um, <laughs> but do we have any shout-outs this week, gents? Yeah, I've got a few. You got okay. a few, Dan, haven't you? I got a few. Yeah. Go on, you Should go I first. Go first? Oh, fight yeah, to yeah. the death over who gets to do it first. Uh, Kickstarter, B Mecha, attention B Mecha leads, Kaiju Attack and Progress. All personnel, please report to Battle Stations. That's uh, by Jamie Me. That's absolutely smashed or smashed for his target. Uh, that looks absolutely fantastic. I would really go and check that out. Some of the, the, the mech. Yeah, you sent us some of the designs. images. They look good, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Kaiju design looks really good. And this, it's, it appears to be sort of like a commentary on their social media, too. So you can't go wrong with that one. Check that out. Well, uh, people take got... this out of social media. More for that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we've got from. Uh, Clodar, one and two, dark fancy horror from Blue Fox Comics, a dark and disturbing journey of jealousy and evil set in the world halfway between Game of Thrones and Scott Snyder's Witches. Uh, that's absolutely sailed over its target. It's got another week to run when you read this. So uh, Simon Burks uh, delivers the goods. So if you back that, you'll get your comic. Good stuff. Uh, and that, that's me. T- oh, one more thing. Uh, I'd be remit for fucking uh, not mentioning this. And this is Warlord. Uh, by Aaron Rackley and uh, uh, our friend Charles Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of person do you want to become when you crash land on the planet and they're left to die? Sex uh, person. Two ninety nine. Sex person. What? That's the person you, you want become, to you, you are, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. A, a, a more a barbarian sex person, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So go check that out. You can pre-order that. Uh, I think that's going to be released uh, on eighth of March, twenty twenty two. So you got a good couple Not of long. days before that comes out. So yeah. go check that out. Cool. I've got a couple. So um, that comic smell issue two is ready and at the printers and should be available any day. I've seen a copy and it's great. I really liked it. I think it's even better than the first issue. Um, It's also got, um, it's got the TCS boys in it um, who are good friends of ours, along with Mr. Alan Henderson. He's in it as well. So keep your eyes out. You can go to thatcomicsmell.bigcartel.com and um, I think the store's been built now. So go go and get that. I think you should be able to buy it in the next few days. And if you go to Twitter, at that comic smell for a look at what's there for the announcements for that one. Um, that's pretty good. It would be remiss of us not to mention the fact that 2000 AD was 45 years old yesterday. Um, I know we've talked a lot about it in this episode, but what an amazing fucking legacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. we should all be raising a, dras- a glass to Pat, Carlos and Alan and John and Doug and Dave and everyone who was involved. Steve in McManus. Steve, yeah. 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 Um, everyone who was involved in, in, in that book and, uh, comic and it, it, it carries on and is becoming quite the empire as we just mentioned. But um, forty-five years, fucking hell! Happy birthday, Fog! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice one. Yeah, so that's good. Um, personally, um, just everyone, thank to everyone who's bought a copy of Hank Fur issue one. Still a couple left at the Tribute Press store or at neveriron.anything.bigcartel.com. If you like um, furries and you like furries with erections, come along and get that one. And um, <laughs> also a personal little shout out to everyone on the Slack. We've got, we've added another four members today. Um, so there's some great chats going on there. 
Um, even I have got involved in there's like a, there's like an inking challenge where you ink over somebody finds some pencils from one of the greats Kirby or John B Seymour or someone and they post them and then we all have a go at inking it in our own style and I've actually I've found it's the nicest sort of zen exercise mm. to sort of if you're busy in the day and you can find 15 minutes to do it it really it really is really great and there's loads of comic chat going on there even as we speak it's really good stuff they're my ones there you go I threw up a uh, piece of artwork for some feedback and uh, I've got a nice uh, oh you did advice. didn't you yeah, yeah. I wanted a bit of advice on a double page spread where someone was telling like a backstory and yeah. I've got a few ideas of a couple of people and started implementing and I think it's yeah, good. And if you do join, all you need to do is just message one of us and we'll give you the link. But if yeah. you do join, explore the groups because there's all different things going on. There's an advice group, crowdfunding group. There's even like a movie and music group on there as well. Um, they're all pretty busy actually. All really good. The art page, the art group is great. People yeah. posting examples of art, fucking outstanding stuff on there. The, the pound shop is where it's at. Yeah, isn't say. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> he wants yeah. he wants these twenty five trades for Fiverr. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> yeah, that's going really well. I know Gary Watson kind of does a lot of stuff on there, doesn't he? He's put some yeah. great stuff on there as well. There's a swap yeah. one as well where you can kind of like, oh, I've got these couple of trades or comics. Does anyone want to swap me? Yeah, for this and people swap. Yeah, yeah. Seems to be going yeah. I've got some put stuff to put up on there. Yeah, did Razzle read his wives? Ben, is that you got? Some yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, time wankers. Uh, yeah. Time wankers. <laughs> <laughs> well, well thumbed copy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Right then, uh, without further ado, should we recommend some comics to the lovely listeners? Yeah, oh, now Why I've not? got two, but should we let the guest go first? Yes, the guest yes. always goes first here. Yeah. Well, I've actually got it's not a comic it's a book about comics oh yeah uh it's called all of the marvels by douglas oh yes Walk. i've read this yeah. yeah i've just started it um and i'm really enjoying it actually it's basically i like i like anyone who who was up for an insane challenge and um <laughs> he's basically read every single marvel comic since fantastic four number one which is t- twenty seven thousand comics oh my god yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I thought of you, Tony, because there's a big chapter on Master of Kung Fu. Yes, which I'm there almost is. Up to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's not a bad chapter. But, um, no, it's just it does, uh, it's don't read fun. it. Yeah, yeah, don't read it thinking, expecting it to be every comic because it's no, not. It's, it's, not even chron- subjects, it's not even chronological. It's. Yeah. I don't think he read them all in order. I think he sort of went backwards yeah. and forwards and things, but. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. To be honest, it's fun. Um, he's obviously got a lot of affection for comics. Um, I just uh, saw a review of it. I thought, yeah, that looks really good. I'll give it a yeah. shout. Um, so yeah, it's good. All of the Marvels by Douglas Walk. And, I, will, um, I will be honest. Having finished it, I think there was quite a large emphasis on Squirrel Girl, which is a, was a strange oh, choice. Oh well, that's a big no-no for you, isn't it, mate? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, it's very interesting, especially yeah. the, um, giving the credit to Doug Munch. Um, yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, 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 definitely. And um, can I recommend a strip from the current issue of Viz? Of man, yeah, please do. Yeah, always, because I thought of you again, Tony. Uh, it's got. <laughs> it's just a little one. It's it's called Terry and June, June Ooh. with a D. Oh right, um, Howdy out. Yeah, it's like basically June Whitfield and Terry Scott in their back garden, and she's saying, um, "Walk across the patio without rhythm, dear." 
So Terry, <laughs> so Terry proceeds to not walk across the patio without rhythm, and then a giant fucking sandworm comes up to the lawn and sends him <laughs> sends him flying. I just thought that that really tickled me. Um, I need to get a copy of this. Is that in the yeah. most recent issue? Is it's it? in the current issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to get that. Uh, I'll get that tomorrow. Yeah, my yeah. my viz quiz would have gone down well on this episode, but we're running l- oh, long yeah. time. Oh. We'll have you back for a viz yeah. quiz, Ben. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We need, we need a viz yeah. episode anyway soon. So. The rotating chin, men. It's the best viz story ever. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> Especially nice. with your accent, it just makes it so much better, yeah. Ben. I'll be honest. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tony, you said you got two. Yeah, I have. My first one is a very quick one. It's called Down Below by Matt Eamons. It's a very short story. Eight pages is all it is. Five, 5.5 inches by 8.5 inches. That's a good size, I'm told. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's um, two-colour. It's one of these sort of two-colour approaches. It's um, bluey-grey against a sort of, a sort of off-white paper, which is really nice. It's a risograph printed but with more detail than you would normally expect. And I, I tend to expect risograph to be risograph, however you can say it, to be sort of more blocky prints than this. But this is actually sort of, there's some lovely detail in this. Um, also, again, it's wordless, which I do like in a comic. Tells the story um, of a, sea, a deep sea diver. And he's in one of those um, old school deep sea diver masks, you know, that you used to see in sort of Jules Verne movies and stuff. Um, you know, with like the big helmet with the front bit that opens like a window, yeah. you know. Um and he's in, he's in a ship, he's in, it's really choppy seas, and he's being lowered down on this sort of platform on two ropes into the waters, but one of the ropes breaks, and he falls, and he's because he's weighted with the sort of big weighted boots they have, he just keeps falling, and it's he kind of almost like resigns himself to being just lost and underwater, but his air pipe's still attached, but he keeps falling, 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 and um, as he gets in further deeper into the, you know, the, the depths, he, it becomes greyer and darker, but he finds it's illuminated by one of those sort of illuminated fish, you know, the, you know, Danny, you know, we are told Dan in the bottom, they have these sort of luminous, you know, blood mm. or whatever they've got, you know. And so he can see stuff and he follows this fish, this sea, this sea creature over the top of a, a rocky crag. And, he, and, and as he does that, he goes further deeper into the sea and he's just confronted by this huge opening eye from this just vast creature. Um, that is at the bottom. I'm going to spoil this because the the beauty of it is in the art. It's not really in the story. It's not an overly complicated story. But he, he it's almost like he's woken up this huge creature, and, and the the eye is the size of a bus, you know. And um, but then he finds he's being pulled up, but he's being pulled up by his air pipe, and he gets pulled back up to the boat, and he just sits there, just staring out blankly at the water as if he's just had this huge revelation and it's this really interesting counterpoint between man and nature and you know he meets this thing which is greater than he is and these secrets that lie under the sea and it's just beautifully drawn it's 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 slightly bigger than a5 um and, the, and i got it through the strangers drop it was one of those things that signed there i think they're all signed but the it's one of those things where you i order a load of stuff from strangers and because they're america and the postage costs i try and order loads at one go you know i make it's all uh, tactically order a lot of stuff at once because I know it's going to going to cut down on the postage. And this was only a five five dollars, and I thought oh, I'll throw that in because just a, just another thing, you know. And it's absolutely love it. I really really do like it. Um, it. Matt is also one of the publishers at Second at Best, which is a sort of small press publisher in the states. I say it's only five dollars. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely going to go back and look at it. If you go to strangers.com, strangersfanzine.com, you can find a copy. And they've got they're not doing drops anymore, strangers. 
they're putting new stuff up and announcing it on the site every time they put stuff up. So you, it is still available. I just checked, so it's on there now. And I'll just okay. That sounds really good. Yeah, lovely. It is really nice. Yeah, nice. I'm um, good. That's my first one, Dan. What have you got? Uh, mine's something that <clears throat> I saw Tony talking about. So I, I, uh, being an utter fucking sheep. it's uh the light and darkness wolf by uh cam kennedy and uh tom vietch oh it's fantastic yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's quite timely this isn't it because yes i literally started reading this uh i think a week five days a week before i mean i must have ordered it just before uh sadly tom passed away uh which was quite recently uh and we even had a bit of a scare with uh cam kennedy yeah, I don't Henry. think he's well still, is he? Mm. No, he's still not very well. Touch and go with him, yeah. yeah Tom's, uh, I absolutely love Tom's work. He was quite a shock for me, this one, because he's one of those those writers. I, I think we'll get into the story in a minute, but he's quite, he wrote, he had this sort of hippy-dippy thing going on. You know, he, he just had this real imagination. And he, as well as this, which I absolutely adore, it's one of my favourite books ever. Um, he did, He this got him the job on Star Wars Dark Empire with Cam Kennedy. Right. I think, I think, <clears throat> I think Lucas saw Light and Darkness War, and that's how he got the job. But he also did some other stuff. He did some Animal Man as well, which is well worth looking out for. I think post uh, Grant Morrison, he did a book called The Naz. Have you ever read that, anyone? The Naz. No, it, uh, it's a Brian Tolbert. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, really lovely sort of prestige format again. And he did another book called My Name Is Chaos, um, which is great as well. Um, yeah, an incredible writer, really talented writer. Yeah, he's, it's a real loss. Yeah, it's and such he's, a shame. Yeah, yeah, he survived by his brother Rick, who's also a comic creator. You probably know of as well, but uh, for his Swamp Thing stuff at least. But yeah, yeah, no, it's a really good book. Sorry, mate. Uh, <clears throat> so the Light and Darkness War, uh, it follows the story of uh, a Vietnam vet called uh, Lazarus Jones, and <clears throat> he's uh, after uh, during the Vietnam War, he's his entire helicopter crew get uh, wiped out, and it's told through an absolutely lovely looking sort of sepia toned flashback yeah uh where him him and his chopper goes down he loses all these uh teammates and he's left and he's uh lost his legs from the knee down and it cuts to sort of present day uh back in the day and he's uh, a bit of a shell of a man like he's kind of burnt out just there's nothing left to him uh he gets into a car crash for his then uh girlfriend and while in the coma he gets pulled into this kind of fantastical world where the the forces of light are battling the forces of darkness and his uh, helicopter team in Vietnam are piloting this strange stone ship and the the war's going badly. So Lazarus Jones joins the crew and thus begins this epic sort of journey into this huge battle and war. And as you alluded to, Tony, the fucking... The, the kind of the, the hippie tones are not, I yeah. don't mean that in a degrading yeah, tone, no, I don't mean it derogatorily, no. I mean it well, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of permeates through the entire book because there's such a kind of uh, a philosophy and a way of thinking and stuff that, that just absolutely, yeah, permeates every every character, every aspect of the book. And uh, Cam Kennedy's artwork, oh man, it's Amazing. fucking yeah, great, just absolutely great. This. This the panel within panel work, the kind of that faces characters bursting out of uh, panels, just the the general flow of it. And you, you, what's strange about this world is they they can't have 
they've got to have weapons from our world and they will get pulled in and they start off with like cannons and stuff. And then they end up bringing up miniguns fighting these kind of like dead monsters. And it, it just goes nuts. I mean, as an artist, if you was given this to draw, you'd be like, Oh my God. Cause not only do you have to like <laughs> accurately draw uh, Vietnam era helicopters, you got to draw all these strange, fantastic alien landscapes and vehicles. And it's, an artist pushed to his limit and it absolutely excels. Yeah. He's so on form. Yeah. And uh, you got to appreciate when this came out, this was, I'm going to say late eighties, mid to late eighties, I'm guessing. Right. Um, I think it was off the back of stuff like Hamburger Hill and Platoon and you know, okay. Full Metal Jacket and those sort of movies, which we had that period of where Vietnam was very much in, you know, return to our consciousness, isn't it? Cause yeah. And it was, there, there was that, the hell of war thing going on. And to deal with him as a soldier who was, you know, suffering, I'm guessing, you know, PTSD, shell shock and depression and mm. stuff. And, you know, this is, it's almost, to me, it was almost like a dream you don't want to leave yeah, in a way that, for him, wasn't it? You know, he, he has an aspect of that. Like it, it, there's times where the questions is, is he actually going through this or is this yeah. because he's in a coma? Uh, is this real or is he, he kind of making this all up? And there's moments where he comes out of the coma and he's sort of longing for that well to get well he knows his friends well he yeah. believes his friends are still in trouble and needs to go back but uh i, I i'm not sure if it actually tells you whether that is the case or not no i can't remember now I, it's I been a while since I, re- I finished reading yeah. it i i reviewed it for down the tubes when titan bought the book out the hardcover which is still available i reread it tony, tony is like essentially making me buy not making me he reviews a comic <laughs> on either on uh, Never Iron or, or on the podcast, and then I go, Oh, that sounds great. And then before I know it, I'm fucking ordering the bastard. Oh, did it with <laughs> onwards, that onwards yeah. this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I can't see when you, you talk about it like that, I'm just like, Oh, the, he sold it to me because it sounds fascinating, and I just yeah. want to read it myself. And we've, we've all been in that dream, haven't we? Which we've actually kind of bit pissed off we woke up from, haven't we? And it's almost, yeah, this is his, his only escape. He's living this life, you know, where he sort of his girlfriend has to look after him and wheel him around. And it starts with him at that wall. Isn't he, isn't he at the wall with all the names of the Vietnam vets? Yeah. He, yeah. he kind of freaks out a bit because he wants to see the, the names of his chopper buddies. Uh, yeah. They're there. And he kind of gets really animated. And uh, as I imagine he would do. There's but, a John Carter element to it. You know, there's that sort of thing going on as well, isn't there? You know, it's all transported yeah, the, into another. The, the back, like the, the light and the darkness is, the light is kind of like the, the known worlds in the universe and the, the dark is like literally the dark is just the, uh, the, the polar opposite of just everything's absolutely fucked up and bleak. And these monstrosities that have come out of it are just that. So there's no kind of gray area, is there? It's yeah, kind it, of, these are bad guys. There's some great sci-fi ideas in it as well. So they, they're in these almost, it's almost like a Viking long ship, but made of stone. So they, they ran yeah. things with it and stuff. But in it is like a creature of, uh, who's got sort of some kind of energy, ability, magic kind of thing. Who's the one who is, he's almost like teleporting it, empowering it. Yeah, they're like, like kind of living batteries. I can't remember what they I call see. them now. Yeah, and no, I can't but, either, but yeah. It's a great uh, touch. He calls him Zip, which is always, that, that's, that's right. the name of the one that pilots their ship. And he's sort of like the control, like flies it and is the engine of it that makes it fly around. And they they were like a long extinct race that the darkness all yeah. but uh annihilated and the last few of them serve as kind of these 
ship pilot navigators and uh it's lovely little touches like that and each chapter is kind of broken up with uh a solicue of uh, like one of the characters sort of uh, okay. lament, lamenting and philosophizing about yeah. uh, current things in the world which really fit well uh with the entire tone so uh, cam's uh, great uh, in it. i'd read anything yeah does, you know i think he's fuck me nice. yeah Th- there's times I've, when I've been doing my stuff and I've looked at other people's work and thought I've got to, I've got to wrap my game because and reading this I was like yeah fuck me he's really on his fucking stuff yeah so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah if if nothing else like if this is a rental get it out from the library or whatever and give it a read uh, yeah or borrow it or buy it it's totally up to you I, I enjoyed you it get it on the Kindle apparently oh there you go <laughs> <laughs> on that hell site <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, mine was going to be a, a quick one. Before. Come at me, Bezos. <laughs> he, he's a loyal listener. Um, mine was a quick one. Uh, Kickstarter I received recently. Um, we recommended the first. Well, we talked about the first book. Dan talked about it way back in the, the day. But yeah, I'm just going to talk about Inky's Adventures Volume Two. Yeah, oh, nice. By, yeah. by Dan Harris. Um, comics based on the Inktober 2021 prompts, as it says on the on the back. Welcome, Traveller, to the second volume of Inky's Adventures. And uh, Inky is back, and this time he's having to deal with craziness involving insane killers, obsessive stalking fans, and milk. How bad could things possibly be? Of course, anyone who does Inktober, or whatever the the drawing prompts are, every um, month, year, whatever. But Dan Harris um, literally takes this character, Inky, and they're they're small, sort of like four-panel sort of strips and uh, once he's done it and he, he does them every every year and they are hilarious um they're not all ages some of them are a little grown up aren't they dan uh, i think that's the best best way yes to put it. but um uh, i didn't realize that until i gave it to my son yeah uh, <laughs> i mean to be honest to be honest most of them are uh fair uh, are safe he he puts the list of prompts um at the very beginning of the book and then um yeah and then it's just a a panel a page lovely square bound book beautifully put together um dan dan never skimps on the way his books are presented but i, I think inky's really uh, come into his own this little character very simplistic sort of little character but and it's just an excuse for the the jokes so some of which um like here's an example um one of them was the choice pick and it's two guys in a pub and literally the conversation is, okay, dude, gun to your head scenario. Would you rather eat a dog shit or drink a gallon of cat's piss? What do I get if I do both? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure that's a conversation that some people have actually had. You've had it on here before. Yeah. yeah. Um, one that made, and of course there's these little um, artistic sort of tweaks, that, uh, sort of signatures that he puts in that always makes me laugh. One of them is leak, which is all about some uh, presidential leak. Uh, Mr. President, sir, we've got a problem. Some whistleblower has gone to the press. Jesus, no, what secret has gotten out? It's the worst one, sir. Oh, God, no. And it's a cover of a newspaper that just says the world is fucked, uh, which made me laugh because it's got a list of all the reasons it's fucked. But the thing that made me laugh is the fact that the most is the the newspaper's called The Bum. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And also, because it's like the sun, and in the corner it says, the world may be doomed, but we still have tits on page three. So you know where you are in the world. But yeah, uh, Inky's <laughs> Adventures, definitely. Um, but they still have tits in the sun. I don't know. I thought they 
got rid of it. Well, oh, are they? I, I think yeah. they're there, but they're covered up. Oh, are they? Yeah. That's the point. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> um, it's, it's a shit rag. Anyway, um, but it literally, Dan will probably do this every year because he's a sadist who just loves making funny comics. So follow him at Bears Ark Art on Twitter and uh, yeah, find out. And I think he, I don't know if he sells copies of this afterwards. Do you know, Dan? Did yeah, he does. Sure. Yeah, he okay. does. He's got a, you can get it afterwards. Yes, you can get it afterwards if you missed out on the Kickstarter. So get hold of your copies now and then join up for the, the third one, which will eventually come. But no, Inky's Adventures, I'm sold. Dan sold me on it last time because I forgot to back it last time. And after Dan uh, sold me on it, I made sure I didn't miss out this year. So there you go. And Tony, take us home. Yeah, last one of mine is The Lion and the Eagle issue one, $7.99, Art Shop Oversized Prestige Format Miniseries. Uh, written by Garth Innes, one of our favourites. Art by PJ Holden, who we just mentioned. Colours, Matt Miller. Letters, Rob Steen. It's got a main cover by Tim Bradstreet. Um, if you look at it, I just need to confirm with you that... Um, well, I won't. I won't. Let's not go there. But this, this certainly looks certainly like an actor on the front there. <laughs> a recognisable actor. Oh, yeah, there? I remember now. Yeah, yeah. you said this. Um, yeah. It's set during World War II in Burma. Um, the Japanese Imperial Army holds sway over Burma. And uh, there's a British Special Forces unit called the Chindits are sent in behind enemy lines. They're a mixture of army, um, British Army and uh, Indian Army um, to hit the, uh, hit the, the enemy with sort of guerrilla tactics and uh, hit-and-run tactics and stuff like that. And it opens up with this really interesting, frank discussion between an English army officer and his Chinese liaison. Um, and they discuss their different experiences against the Japanese um, army and obviously the English soldiers as well. You know, we've been at war now for four years. And he says, and the Chinese guy goes, well, we've been at war with them since 1931. You know, and it's a bit like that. And you see this really interesting juxtapose between the, the two the two officers who, who get on well, but they have this interesting conversation keith crosby is the officer um not played by terence stamp on the cover but one of the so once we're in the jungle the um the british and the indian officers they witness the ruthlessness of the japanese and there's um a moment where you realize you you see um some ambulances and they've all got these soldiers injured soldiers and the british army go off british army officers and these chindits team they go off to get some fuel to come back to only discover that all of these ill soldiers in the back of ambulances all been murdered by the Japanese. Um, and you, you begin to sense that they're the real danger in the jungle. And in the, in the prelude, there's a sort of a written prologue at the start of this uh, by John Masters, um, who wrote the road. Oh, it's by, it's from the book, John Masters, the road past Mandalay. Uh, and it talks about how ruthless and how incredibly well organized the Japanese soldiers were in the war. And it's really interesting. But what you do is what Ennis does is he doesn't show them in the whole of this issue you just see the after effects and the tension builds and the discussion about them and you're in this really horrible burmese jungle you know it's just full of snakes and terrors as well as the enemy soldiers um and i think that's at first i thought why what's going on there's not really any action in it there's a lot of tension there's the after effects of a you know a horrible attack there's a lot of talking going on and then don't get me wrong garth innes is talking heads are very engaging and they're also extremely informative i learned stuff about the war that i didn't know about from this you know this comic it's not dry but the, the conversation does give that over and i thought what, what are they doing here because we don't see any action and we don't see the japanese but i think that's the point i think what they're doing is they're doing this thing where 
they build up the enemy throughout the first issue. And if you look at the cover of issue two, it's kind of the Japanese one, the Japanese flag with a load of um, raised swords and bayonets and rifles and stuff against it in silhouette. So I'm ex- fully expecting them to attack and you to see them in issue two. But I think that's what they're doing. They're saying to you, these are, you know, the the demon in the jungle almost. You know, these are these undefeatable, ruthless, brutal soldiers. And we're not seeing, well, I'm not showing them in the first issue, which is kind of a, taking a chance, but I think they pull it off in this. Um, PJ Holden's art is good. I really liked it. I think he's good. I do have a, if I met him, I would like to ask him if this was originally in smaller format. I showed you guys a couple of pages, didn't I? Yeah. Um, and it seems to be, because this is an oversized, it's kind of almost Bond SNA size album, you know, that's that which Aftershock have done. A bit like, do you remember the question and Superman versus Lobo and stuff like that? They did, they did at DC. This is that sort of size. But it almost looks to me like the art is designed for a smaller page almost. So I'm, I'm wondering, mm-hmm. I'm just curious. It's gorgeous art, you know, it works really well. And the, the face acting is excellent. But I'm just wondering whether it was designed for a smaller page somehow. I don't know why. It just seems that way to me. It'd be interesting to find out. Maybe I'll reach out and ask him. Um, so yeah, so it's the lion and the eagle. I've stuck it on my pool list. I'm not sure how many issues I think is it four, but it's certainly a mini series. Um, and, and it's Garth Innes writing about war, and he writes about war very originally. And I do enjoy his stuff. I think I think he's, I think he's a, a creator who, in his own admissions, jumps about between companies, and he gets asked, "Oh, do you want to do something over here?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'll do that. Sounds all right." You know, and just gets on with it. You know, um, yeah, really good. Um, Aftershock comments issue one, the lion and the eagle. There you go. That's my last one. Nice. Amazing. So, tons of comics for you to go forth, check out, add to your wish lists, spend far too much money on um, if you're looking for time wankers. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Can we call this the time wankers episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're a bunch yeah. of time wankers. Um, but seriously, folks, hope you enjoyed this episode and everything we talked about. Um, if you want to experience deja vu, go back to the beginning and listen to it all again. Why not? <laughs> Why would you listen? To this is your God. second time round. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Hello. <laughs> it's nice Welcome to see back. you again. Um, but we hope you enjoyed this chat. And thank you, Ben, for joining us. For yeah. No problem. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, it's always yeah. good to talk about comics. And uh, we hope you enjoyed us talking about comics. We hope we, um, you've started off your week or finished off your week or wh- wherever, whenever you listen to us. We truly appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us, about the show and anything you'd like us to talk about in the future. Several different ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com Follow us on Twitter at the awesome pod, where we'll who knows, we'll start another thread depending on the topics. There's some interesting stuff coming up and especially with Manga Month just around the corner there's going to be probably lots of amazing art and um, recommendations and all kinds happening. So follow us on Twitter. If you do the fuck of uh, the fuck of bases, the book of yes, bases, do that. The fuck of bases. Uh, go to facebook.com slash awesome comments podcast. Join the community uh, group. Awesome comments talk on there. There's a lots of great people on there. Much like there's a group of amazing people on the awesome comics podcast Slack group. Get in touch with us and find out how to join that. Thank you very much for listening to us, whether it was on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com um, where you'll find some handy links to um, I don't know why I waved my hand in the air when I said handy links then like people could see me that's a bit weird isn't it got a hanky in your hand it's sort of flourished I've always got a hanky in my hand <laughs> mm, and I'm wearing a cravat Dan's, Dan's got a lot under his desk 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, we- not wearing anything, but there's a lot going on down there. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> always. Uh, um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Well. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave a review. Helps get a word out about the show, all the different topics and genres and creators that we talk about <laughs> on a weekly basis. And if you listen to us on other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what are the networks we on, Tony? It's quite a lengthy one, and it's I'll I'll read you there um the PR bit. Shall it's I just... mute him? Shall I mute him? Yeah. Shall I, mute him? <laughs> I hate I hate that one creator, but I'm not naming him. I can't make I can't name the company, but they are scum. That one comic is trash, but I'm not telling you which it is, and all podcasters are cannibals. It's called the Peak Twitter Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs> That actually yeah. sounds that sounds like a real yeah. podcast network. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you did hear us on there, thank you very much. We truly appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Um, where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? Uh, Patreon.com forward slash tribute press. Thank you very much. Yeah. Dan. You can find me on oh shit, I was gonna say Twitter. Yeah, Twitter at Vanguard Comic. You can uh, keep up to date with all things Vanguard and Viper uh, on the Vanguard Patreon. Uh, and you can read Vanguard issue 20 on uh, vanguardcomic.com. Updating now. Nice. Get on it. You can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. And Ben, thank you again for joining us. Where can people find you and your work? Um, if you go to magicbeanscomics.blogspot.com, there's links to loads of my comics to read on there for free, link to me shop. That's everything we've been talking about, really. Um, I'm going to start posting some updates from a new book, which I'm working on now, called Dial M for Mild Pearl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very soon. So, yeah, just hit us up on my website. Uh, nice. I'm, I'm not much of a social media person. Why would you be? It's horrible. Yeah. You're on the Slack. That's all you need, my friend. You're I'm on the, on the Slack. Slack. The, yeah, Slack's, the Slack is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> but go forth and check them out. Free comics. Who doesn't love free comics? Yeah. There, there you go. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, wherever you are in the world. We hope you're doing okay, staying safe, healthy, locked in your bunker if you're in the UK, because uh, it's a bit crazy with the weather at the moment. I think so, my wheelie bin's just flown away again, actually. I'm going to have to go out and check that. <laughs> uh, there's, a comic, there's a comic there, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the flying wheelie bin. It's like a TARDIS. Like a yeah, prom- time travel device. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time bin. <laughs> Um, anyway this is that stage of the evening where we've all gone a bit mad so thank you for listening everyone we love you very much and from Dan, Tony, Ben and myself because Tony loves you as well he does I'm not no. going to let, let him say no um, have a brilliant <laughs> week read loads of comics and as always what should they do guys? stay awesome, stay awesome. awesome. Yes. Yes. yes bye everyone bye bye yeah.